theyeshiva.net. today, a Jew called me today from Florida, he was very disturbed he listened to the Megillah and he said that he didn't like certain parts, they disturbed him they were interfering with his uh, joy of Purim what part of the Megillah he said that Chashverish uh, heard about all of the people who were killed in Shushan by the Jews all the anti-Semites who were killed and then he asked Esther, what else do you want? So Esther said, if we could continue the killing tomorrow also. Yeah, wasn't enough. The 500 people the first day, they need another day, another 300 people. And it's not enough. Haman's children, Haman's sons are already dead. They were killed. You have to hang them up on the, on the, on the gallows. You have to hang them up on the trees. Yeah, that, that was her bakasha. And then, if that's not enough, in all of the other cities under the domain of Achashvedish, was 75. You remember the Megillah? You forgot already. Huh? You remember how many people? Huh? 75,000. 75,000 people slain. He's a very sensitive person. He's a big soul and a big heart. He says, What's Tutsukhda? What's. They're already dead. Zonzeshtarben. Gushengeshtarben. Yeah? What do you need to... Uh, I saw somebody sent a clip from the Melech uh, Biederman that uh, why is it, you know, in Yiddish there's an expression as Avayizosa. When you want to speak about a Shlomazel or a Batlan or a Layutzlachnik or a Kratz, a procrastinator, or somebody really doesn't do well for himself, he's called him Avayizosa. So why don't you call him a Parshandosa, a Dolphin? Kamila, a Dolphin is ganz tichtik, but an Aspasa, a Pairosa, a Parmashta, why is Vayizasa Zoycha that he's the you know the nickname of every Loyutzlachnik in Jewish history? The answer is, he said, Vayizasa is the last one. He's the tenth, right? So he says, the zest nine brides and in Gehai could give out in the states of Chafanart. None of your brothers were killed. Move. He's still, he's still in the same place. So after all the ten were killed, Esther says, no, we have to hang them. And we need another day. So this disturbed him. And then the Megillah says, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you a yichis. I'll tell you a shvach. I'll tell you a praise. Uva biza loy shalchu 
They didn't run for the booty. They didn't take any of the biza. Biza is the money, the assets, the houses. They didn't, they didn't touch. <laughs> Thank you. You killed 75,000 people. And now you're a tzaddik. Because you didn't take any money that doesn't belong to you. Anyway, batamt. And I don't know if it disturbed his Purim completely or disturbed it Lamechza. But because we Jews are very sensitive people. They're very, very sensitive people. And the whole Purim started because Shol HaMelech had compassion, right? He had compassion for Agog Melech Amalek. He had compassion for the animals of Amalek. He had compassion. Chazal say on that that Hashem told him Kol Amerachim Alachzorim LeBesoyf Misachzir Al Rachmanim. Those who have compassion on the cruel end up being cruel to those whom you should have compassion for, which is a very very insightful observation about history. If your compassion is misplaced, it's going to be misplaced both ways. It was a chassan and a kala came to me recently. They were having struggles. They were so good and geschmack, and now it's not working. So I asked him a few questions, and I realized. So I told him the story that I remembered when I was uh, many, many years ago, when I was a child. I heard it, that there was a chassan and a kala, and they got married, and everything seemed well. And then suddenly the fighting started. So they wrote a letter to the Lubavitcher Rebbe. So he wrote back. He said, I'm not saying verbatim, but the Teuchen was, Beshas mis nunt, vemedav zain veit, vertmen veit, vemedav zain nunt. When you're too, when you're close at a time that you require, yet you need distance, so then when you need to be close, when you're, when in a time when you need distance, you're close, at a time when you need to be close, you become distant. It's Habahatalia, it's the same thing. So this is similar to this Maim Chazal. So Jews are very sensitive. Vayarev Banochal. Chazal say that, uh, after the Parsha Zohar says, Vayarev Banochal about Shaul HaMelech. That he debated an Egla Arufa. One, one person is killed, Bumachta Gansa Shturim of Egla Arufa, right? And here's a whole nation, a Molech. He felt very bad. Ada Yoimazah. Ada Yoimazah, Jews have this issue. It's very hard for them. It's very hard. Mm-hmm. Huh? So, since there's people like that, and there's once a person came over to me a few years ago after a shear here, and the person told me that it was a woman, she said she can't celebrate Purim because there's too much violence, too much Jewish violence. Why should we celebrate? The Jews were saved, fine, go home, be quiet. Go home, don't make a whole simcha. So, I think it's important just to set the record straight. For the Alamayafis Nikas, to just understand the history of it. Just to set the record straight for this person or another person. As a, as a Hakdama, so the people who are very sensitive should be able to allow themselves the luxury to smile and to sing and even to dance. They should be able to find themselves the luxury to do it. <laughs> to be able to do it. Just one, just I want to tell you something. I don't know if any of these kids, teenagers, are kind of saying so, just 
should be concentrated in one place. Because, yeah, because there's... Uh, Oh. It's not a secret that Purim became, for many people, not Purim. It just became an opportunity for people who are addicted to alcohol to drink, and for teenagers who are suffering from anxiety to drink even more. So you have to be careful. It doesn't do with Purim. It has to do with people need healing. Out of Purim and also after Purim. And alcohol won't help it. So just with the wine, definitely. People come in, that doesn't have to do with Purim. They need help. And especially teenagers, because they just vomit and mishtololim. They don't know how to deal with it. So they need, they need a little protection and help. But it doesn't have to do with Purim. It has to do with, uh, with uh, either depression or anarchy. Some of them are connected. But I'm not a teenager anymore. I'm trying to be. You, have good, you brought good wine. Give a bissel Chaim. Chaim, Chaim, Chaim. Just it should be under your control, your father, because I don't want to. Chaim, 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 Chaim. Zok Lachaim, Vadam Tzachon. Chaim, Chaim, Chaim. For my cup. Okay. I like that he's saying l'chaim on Coca Cola. The way to do it. That can also bring l'besume. Adalay yadi. One of them between staying awake and going to sleep. So uh, it's important just to remember the story, the history. In Allah Nisim, Allah Nisim is very short. Purim is a very short Allah Nisim. So it's very few words were chosen, what to put in, what not to put in. One of the things they put in, the Chazal put in the Allah Nisim was that Haman designated a day. And to take their money. That went into Allah Nisim. And in the Megillah it's mentioned a few times. That Yudgimalada was designated not just as a day to exterminate all the Jews, Ushlalam Lavais. Now I ask you, what's the big deal? When you speak about the Holocaust, six million Jews were murdered, then you'll say, and by the way, they also went into their houses and they stole their couches and they stole their coats and they stole their beds. It's true, they did. And they stole their menorahs and they stole their paintings. It's true, they did. They stole their assets, they stole their homes. We know that. Till today, there's stories that still you know, what's going on with their Rechushim and Nechassim. Every few months there's another question about a painting that's discovered and uh, recently there was a few stories like that. But everybody understands that that Legabi, the story itself of the amount and mass of people who were murdered and the way they were murdered, I'm not going to say it's it's meaningless but it's Shalai it's not of the same magnitude. The Megillah makes sure to mention almost each time when it speaks about the decree of Haman, it came with a condition, make sure to take the Jewish booty. And you see how central it is made it in Talanism. 
because this was not a small thing. This was part of, it's not just it happens to be, you'll also take the money. This was part of Haman's profound strategy. <clears throat> I never realized this, but it was once a Purim Fabreng, it was once a Purim, a Purim Fabreng in that time of Purim, Tavshin Lamed Gimel, in the early 1970s, the Lubavitcher Rebbe explained, and he said, you could understand it from the, what happened by the Holocaust. By the Holocaust, there were cities in Ukraine, in Lithuania, in Poland, in Galicia, all over Russia, and all over Western Europe and Eastern Europe, where there were people that lived side by side with Jews for decades and for centuries. And then in one day, they became not just enemies of the Jewish people, they became literally henchmen. And they, especially in Ukraine and Russia, was the Ukrainians and the Hungarians and the Poles, not all of them, but many of them who joined hands with the SS, with the Einsatzgruppers, and they executed many of their commandments and instructions, and they did it with glee. And one of the brilliant ways that the Germans motivated them was Ushlalom Lavois. There was a tremendous incentive for poor Gentiles, you're going to get their house. And they did. Taka, the expensive houses the Germans made sure to take for themselves. Expensive booty they made sure to take for themselves, send it back to Germany or wherever. But there was plenty of stuff that they took. People would go into the homes and take the nechosim and the assets and the money. And this was a tremendous motivation. You kill the Jews and you're getting something. Haman understood that if he tells everybody, really, in the Persian law, if somebody gets killed because of the melech, yeah, the nechosim go to the melech. So really, Haman should have said all the money goes to the treasury of the king. But he was scared that that's going to a little bit deplete the motivation of some Gentiles, because even though they may hate Jews, but sometimes you don't hate enough to get your hands bloody. There's other better show to watch Sunday afternoon. doesn't have to go murder. He'll sit on the couch and watch a show. Maybe better than killing. But if you know that you're getting a house... You're getting a nice furniture. You're getting good coat. It's a kvaldika motivation. So Shlalom Lovois became a tremendously psychologically motivating factor that all the Jewish money is going to go over to the killer. You kill first, you take the house. You kill first, you take the money. You kill the rich Jew. You take everything he owns or she owns. That's why it was so important because that's how he got everybody. Some people, they, they hate, but I'm not going to get violent. I have better things to do with my life. I'm not going to get arrested. The king is giving permission. The Shlalom Lovois really helped the situation. So Haman made sure to create a climate that on the right day, you'd anybody who wants can go and kill every Jewish man, woman, and child, not only with permission, but with the authority and the encouragement of the monarch. The monarch, and his troops will be behind you. And there's an incentive, it's it's Le Kabel Pras and a big prize, Shlalom Lovois. Now, when Esther managed to convince Achashvedish that she was in danger, and in his in the midst of the party that she made for him, the second party, he executed Haman, he hung Haman, people think the decree was over. The decree wasn't over. In 10 months from then, every Jew would still be exterminated. Haman is dead, but the decree was not over. (laughs) Haman was dead. 
So you had in the Holocaust, there were situations where top officials, you had Heydrich from Prague, he was killed. The Holocaust wasn't over. There was one top official who was killed. Hamon was mamish on the top, almost on the top, under Achashvedish. He was killed, but the Gzeda wasn't over. There was a whole apparatus, there was a whole infrastructure. So when Esther came to Achashvedish and said, I want you to cancel the decree, he said, I can't. When the king issues forth a decree, you can't take it back. What, yeah? The decree came out, you'd gimel nissen. There was 11 months waiting time in which you'll prepare to exterminate the Jews, you'd gimel other. Chav gimel sivin, I'm reading from the saying from the Gilech, Chav gimel sivin, the king agreed, and he sent out a second decree. The second decree didn't cancel the first decree. The second decree gave Jews permission to defend themselves when Yud Gimel other comes, and they'll be attacked by any anti-Semite who wants to murder a Jew, which the king never canceled, because you can't cancel a decree. So Yud Gimel other, every Jew was in danger. Anyone who wants to come attack them and murder them, they have a right for self-defense. That was this, the second decree. It wasn't a decree, it was a right for self-defense. It says clearly in the Megillah, Hatsarim Oysam, those who are coming to oppress you, to assassinate you, your wife and the children, and the king said, Ushlalam lavois, and you can also take their booty. <laughs> this was the opposite. This was a Jewish motivation. You'll take their money too. Kill them and take their money too. This was a motivation for the Jews. So Achashvedish gave the Jews Sachakal right for self-defense. He's not anymore going to sanction their murder, but he's not going to stop it. So you, people don't realize that the Jews were in stark danger after Haman was executed. What did they need to do? They needed to do two things. First of all, they had to physically defend themselves. Because there were people who came to kill. And they had a right to. The king gave them permission. So Jews had to physically defend themselves. That's number one. But number two, something else had to happen. They had to create a PR program. A public relations. They had to create a new sentiment in the Persian Empire to change the atmosphere about how people think of the Jewish people and how the king thinks of the Jewish people. That way, those people who are sitting on the fence, a lot of people sit on the fence, you'll get them off the fence, and they won't be motivated to come. They'll say, you know what, I don't have an ASIC with this. There will be those who will come kill anyway, because they just want Jewish blood. But those sitting on the fence, if they can be somehow transformed by a new climate, a new PR, in the Persian Empire, things will change. That's the explanation you'll see. Esther and Mordechai did this in a very strategic way. It says, Mordechai Yotza, Belevush Tcheles, and Ateres Butz, and Argomon, Tachrich Butz, Vargomon. He came out in royal garments. Do you know that at that moment, the Jews in all the countries were still in danger? Why is Mordechai getting dressed up? <laughs> the Gzeda wasn't over. The answer is, Mordechai was trying to create a change in the climate. People should see he's the new man. He's the favorite man. It's not that he was celebrating prematurely. He needed to show that he's the new prime minister. That's why part of the miracle is that Haman took him around in the Shushan When he's it created a it created a different climate. That was a major part of the story. Balaila, who's a major part of the story? Madil says that's when you raise your voice, Perigvov. So now understand when the Jews kill in Shushan five hundred people, who do you think they're killing? They're killing 500 people who came to become suicide bombers. 
Not as suicide bombers. They wanted to kill the Jews and stay alive, but that was the concept. So the Jews came out in self-defense, and they murdered literally a bunch of Nazis, Mamish Nazis, a bunch of Hamasniks, who came to explode to, to, to kill Jews. Esther realized that these anti-Semites are lurking everywhere. So she needed, needed again a PR transformation. If the king will have the ten children of Haman, the sons of Haman hanging, this wasn't a need for revenge. This wasn't a need for violence. This was a need to transform the mindset of people who were entrenched in Jew hatred for years on end and ready to kill them at a moment's notice to realize this king looks at it differently. Now Esther and Mordechai knew the truth. He cared about the Jews less than you care about kangaroos. Kafisha is barlakaman. They knew Achashvedish couldn't care less, but to use the moment strategically, if all of Haman, Haman the prime minister, if his kids are hanging, it means the king has a different attitude towards the Jews. So the regular peasant living in Ukraine, living in Poland, living in Hungary, already looks at it differently. Well, does he have to start up with the king? Does he have to start up with city hall? All he cares about himself. So Esther says, but this, we know what happened in Shushan. People ran, there's still hundreds of people who would love to see Jewish blood. Give us permission tomorrow to continue. Because the Jews didn't have permission either. So Cheshwaj gave permission. The next day there were 300 people. Who were these people? These people were sworn Nazis who wanted to gas every Jewish child. When you're worried about the 75,000 people, who were these 75,000 people? Who do you think they were? They were in the Wehrmacht. They were in the SS. They were people who came to murder every Jew in Yudgimel Adar. So why are you grieving their death? If they wouldn't be killed, Jewish children would be killed. Why is it that people have more compassion on perpetrators than on victims? If a person takes a knife and he wants to stab a Jewish child in Yerushalayim or ram children at a bus station, and you could put a bullet in his head before that. You're doing the greatest kindness. Obviously, it's tragic that we have to do these things because we're dealing with a world that is still violence. But moral violence is sometimes the only response to immoral violence. And people who are embarrassed by that become accomplices towards horrific evil. Those were the 75,000. There's about 75,000 tzaddikim who were meditating and doing yoga and Pilates, and working out in the gym, yeah, or doing honest business and investing in stocks and going to therapy for anger management and helping their anxiety, yeah, and the Jews came in and said, let's murder them. That's not what happened. These were 75,000 people, Hatsarim Aysam. They were there with, with hatchets and machetes and knives, and whatever the version of F-16s and grenades were at that time, 2,600 years ago, to murder Jews. That's what it was. That's, that's what happened. The Jews didn't take a penny. They wanted to show, no, no, no. This was not a motivation to get anybody's money. The exact opposite of Haman. Haman said, take all the biza because he wanted everybody to become a murderer. Even if you don't really want to kill, 
if you're going to get a very nice couch and a very nice mink coat and a beautiful tennis bracelet and a $100,000 watch, and you'll also get a beautiful home right there in Iran, in Shushan, a home, Gvaldik, at the Black Sea. So now you'll be able to go to Dacha, you're going to go to Martha's Vineyard, everybody will be in, in at the Black Sea in Dacha drinking pina colada and reading the Shushan Times. So even if I'm not want to get bloody, it's not a bad deal. So you kill another Jew. What's the big deal? You kill a Jewish family. Maya. So Haman said, Shlalom Lovois. The Jews said of and they didn't take a penny because this was not about taking anybody's money. It's about simply eliminating the Habala Hargach, Hashkim Lahargach. That's why Esther wanted the children of Haman hanged for one reason and one reason only, to protect innocent people. That's why she wanted another day. That's why there were 75,000 people. And that's why Jews never had qualms about celebrating Purim. Is there a tragedy in this story? Yeah, there's a tragedy that there could be a Haman mm-hmm. and there could be 75,000 people who have nothing better to do with their life than to murder Jews. That's a tragedy. That's a tragedy of living in a world where there's hatred and there's bigotry and there's racism. But when Jews stand up in self-defense to protect themselves and eliminate the murders and save innocent children, don't grieve for that. Celebrate a world in which a king has enough seichel, or at least has a wife who has enough seichel. That's what you need. You don't need to have enough seichel. It's one of the lessons of the Megillah. You could be a shaita, you could be an idiot. You just have to listen to your wife. It's one of the lessons of the Megillah. Cheshverish had enough seichel. Maybe he wasn't such a tippish. <laughs> the first wife, he was a tippish. Esther already made him smarter, you see? It's important who you marry. He married Vashti, he married Esti, he became a shtikl chacham. So, uh, so that's what happened. And therefore Jews could celebrate, and they, I say this of course today, because in the climate that we live, in Israel and the rest of the world, Jews need to stop apologizing for being Jews, and stop apologizing for defending themselves, and stop apologizing for having a right to exist. And stop apologizing for having a country that eternally belongs to them. And stop apologizing to the world for holding on to the dignity that every human being deserves. That a Jewish child, two brothers, shouldn't be shot to death. And two brothers shouldn't be rammed into by a bus. And a mother has to bury two children. Then Jews are busy apologizing. The world respects Jews who respect themselves. L'chaim, 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 l'chaim. Your turn. Say the you fine with my Titus. The truth is the truth. You read it the Megillah. What do you mean? You have a lot of Hatzlacha, Bakal Mikol Kal.
You remember? So those, that's the, those are the opening words of the Megillah. Something is missing. Something is amiss. What's amiss? Two words seem superfluous. Obviously, I don't think you lied the first time around. <laughs> oh, really? His name was Yankel. Or maybe Zundel. By the way, who Achashvedish? I trust you. You said his name. I trust you. It should have said, What's Achashvedish? Who Achashvedish? Vayibi made George Washington. He was George Washington. Yeah. So Zayn Blinken. If you want, you could do Biden too. Somebody sent me today a, a clip, a, a note. He said, if you'll dress up like Biden, Adeloyada. Okay. It was Chachma bin Adas. Say that. I'm not going to argue. Say that. As I dafke mant chabad, because the chnish dinge medirch. The last person to fight with you. <laughs> I hear. I hear. Ah, bonim adifa, misimana. Yeah. Yeah. The truth is you're right. In order to get to Adeloyada, Dafman Hub and Das. If you don't have Das, then it's not a Chiddush, Lebesuma Adeloyada. It's that you have to have Das. In order to have Das, you have to have Chachmem Bine. And then when you have Das, there could be Adeloyada. If there's no Das, it's my Kamash from Adeloyada. They said, Achachem Shweikt. Yeah, Achachem is silent. Doesn't mean every person who's silent is a Achachem. Sometimes a person is silent because they don't know what to say. So, that's the question. So the Evan Ezra asks this question. Rabbeinu Avram Evan Ezra asks this question. 
And he gives a very nice answer. He says there was more than one Achashvedish. There was not one Achashvedish. There was more than one Achashvedish. We know today that Achashvedish was a generic name in the Persian Empire. Just like you had Paros. It wasn't one para. It was many pharaohs. They'll even write the pharaoh. Or Caesar. There was somebody, Julius Caesar. But Caesar... The czar. The czar is a title for every czar. So Ebenezer says, since there was more than one Achashvedish, so says, you think there was one? Says, Which one? I'll give you a simon. It's like you'll say, it was in the days of President Bush. Which Bush? There's Bush the father, and there's Bush the son. Which one? Achashvedish. That during his tenure was 9-11. Whatever it is. He's the one who reigned over 127 zip codes. That's Devin Ezra. But Rashi gives another explanation. Rashi says, You have to read it as follows. What the Torah that the Megillah is saying is, you're going to read a story, and this man, Achashverj, is going to go through many changes. He's going to go through transformations in character. And at the end of the story, you might get an impression that he's a transformed man. So the Megillah is telling you right in the beginning, Achashverj, who Achashverj? In Yiddish, there's an expression, Dezel beyenta, anders geschleiert. Your grandmother never said it about your aunt. The same yenta, she just put on a different dress. Right? Sometimes the same guy, he just put on a tie. He got somebody to match his tie to his suit. It's all bizarre. Rashi says, He was the same Russia Merusha. From the beginning of the story till the end of the story. So, I want you to know, it's the same guy. Almost like in a hyphen. By the way, don't think he's going to be changing. Rashi has a klal. Rashi writes many places. Already in Parshish Bereshish. Ani loibasi lefanish elepshutish mikra. I'm here always to give the most literal, straightforward explanation. From the two explanations of the Avanezer and Rashi, Rashi's pshat comes from the Gemara, but it's a drash. The Avanezer's pshat seems much more simple, much more straightforward. Which one? Why would Rashi reject a much more straightforward explanation, which seems more pshat, and instead use a midrashic interpretation from the Gemara, Masechus Megillah, He's the same guy throughout the whole story. When the Chayre Rashi's mandate, Rashi always says, my path is pshat, the literal interpretation. So there was once a Fabrengen of Purim by the Lubavitcher Rebbe. And he's a Chikachter Rashi, he was very into Rashi. And he gave the following explanation. He said, Rashi actually chose the most literal interpretation. And he explained as follows. This is the first Pasuk in the Megillah. Now go to the last Pasuk in the Megillah. 
It says in Sefer Yitzir, knows Tchilasim B'Soif, in the beginning and the end, they're always connected. Soif Maisev Machshavat Tchilu, we say in Lechadoidi. What's the last Pasuk in the Megillah? Ki Mardechai HaYehudi, Mishnah L'Melech HaChashverish, Gadol HaYehudim, Ratsi L'Rei Vechov, Doirish Toiv L'Yamoy, V'doiver Shalom L'Chol Zara. Mardechai the Jew was the Viceroy, he was the Prime Minister to the King. Number one. Number two, he was a Gadol, he was a great man by the Jews. Then, most of his brothers liked him. This is already, like you say, yeah, if somebody one day calls a Rosh Hashiva for a Shidduch, you're looking for a good Shidduch for your daughter. Yeah, so somebody calls you Rosh Hashiva, right? And he says, most Bachram like him. That's all the red flags, all the alarms go, most guys like him. You know what I mean? Most people get along with them. That's how you have to finish the whole Megillah. <laughs> the man just saved the whole Jewish world. Yeah? So we have to understand this. More, we'll get back to it later. But it's a funny thing. The, Torah want, the Megillah wants you to know not everybody liked them. This is the last Pesach. It's like the final hospital. He seeked the welfare of his people and he spoke peacefully to all of his children, to all of his descendants. So Rash, what's Ratsi Some of his brothers did not accept him. Ratsi means accepted by most. Abinish by Allah, not by all. Why not? What, what can you have against Mordechai? What, did he save you? <laughs> that he inspired Esther to go to Achashvedish and save the Jewish people. What can you have against Mordechai? Zok Rashi, again quoting a Gemara Meseches Megillah, Melamed Shepirshu Memenu Mikta Sanhedrin. Some of the members of the Sanhedrin separated from Mordechai. They disagreed with them. Why? Lefisha Batal Metalmutayra V'Nichnas L'Shrara. He left the yeshiva and he went into politics. Remember, Mordechai became the prime minister of Achashvedish. He took over Haman. So he was basically spending all day in the White House of Shushan. He was running the meetings, he was running the press conferences, he went on Air Force One, he hung out with Achashvedish, he made him look normal. When Achashvedish was drunk, yeah, he kept him in the bedroom and he led the press conference, he ran the show. So the shir that Mardukha used to give every morning, from 10 in the morning till 2 in the afternoon, yeah, in Mesechus Zvachim, or Mesechta Menachus, or Mesechta Erkin, or Mesechus Tmura, or in Baba Metziah, or in Baba Basra, or in Edevin, or in Shabbos, he couldn't give that share anymore. He was in the politics, he was in the palace. So some of his brothers, some of his colleagues, some of his friends, they were upset. They felt he did the wrong thing. So the Megillah says, Ratsui Leroiv Echov. Most of his brothers agreed, but not everybody. They felt that it was wrong. Why would Mardechai, one of the greatest minds of the generation, one of the greatest tzaddikim of the generation, the mission is the Medrash says, Mardechai Bedoiri, Kemosha Bedoiri, was like Moshe, Rosh Lechala Tzaddikim, the Medrash calls. And it says in the Chazal and Pekad Rebbe, he was the Rosh Sanhedrin. So he was the greatest mind, the greatest teacher. Now you have to hang out with this Achashvedish who had an issue with alcohol. And he had many other issues. I'm not going to get graphic, but you can read the Megillah chapter 2 and you'll see what Akashvedich was dealing with. He had a lot of interesting qualities, Akashvedich. So is this where you have to go? So they felt upset. Rashi read this Pasuk, 
And Ashley thought to himself, the Megillah wants you to know that some were upset at Mordechai's decision. But most were not upset. Most of his brothers agreed with him. He also agreed with himself. He didn't listen to the minority. So the question that Rashi is bothered now is, why did the minority not win the argument? L'cha'ayre, if Mordechai was, the Rosh Hashiva, the God Hadar, the great Talmud Chachim of the generation, they're right. Why should he abandon Teda and go with the politics? And yet we see that the majority of the Jews held, he should. There was a minority not, but most did. Most held with them. So Rashi is asking, is bothered by this question. The Megillah wants you to know Ratsi Lurevach, it wants you to know the second opinion. And yet most disagreed with the minority opinion. Why did they disagree? So Rashi is searching the whole Megillah for an answer. Because this says in the Megillah, he searches and searches and searches and searches. Where is there an answer? And then he realized the answer is in the first Pasuk. The Megillah is telling you, this man is going to go through a lot of changes, but I want you to know the truth. Before the WhatsApp and after the WhatsApps. Before the, I mean, before the photo apps and after the photo apps. True, a few months ago he was taking photos with Haman. He was taking photos with Ahimla, with Eichman, with Amengele, Yamach Shavam. And now he's taking photos with Mordechai and with Esther and with Jews from Muncie and Lakewood and Bnei Brak and Borough Park and Williamsburg and they're all Chavalap and they're all in the palace and there's a Mincha, there's a Dafyoy Mishir in the palace. You know that? Dafyoy Mishir. I was once invited Hanukkah to the White House. The president lights, uh, wasn't this president, it was another president. <laughs> I was invited there to the Hanukkah ceremony. It's a small room, he lights, the president lights, uh, you know, they do light them at night and he speaks. It's a, it's a nice party they have there. So, uh, after that, the president left, the first lady left, to a minyanim of mincha everywhere. <laughs> so I'm like, this doesn't look like, this doesn't look like the White House. This looks like, <laughs> looks like the tents here. It looks like as a minya factory. There was a one mincha and another mincha and another mincha and another mincha. I'm like, this is quite interesting. 21st century. 400 rabbis in 1943 tried to go see Roosevelt. They couldn't even see him. He slipped out from the side door. And here there was one minya for mincha, another minya for mincha. So you think if a chashverish allows all the minyanim for mincha, and there's a daf yoimishi. You know that. In, certainly in Bavli, because it was Iran and Iraq, so certainly in Bavli could be even Yerushal Mechvester. So such a, such a, such a nice guy. Everything changed. So the Megillah tells you, true. He felt that the political climate changed. He liked Esther. Esther Esther played chess correctly. She managed to exploit Tachashvedish's insecurity because what Haman was Tachashvedish, for those who know Soviet history, is what Beria was for Stalin. Those who know Soviet history understand. Those who don't know, you could learn it one day. What Beria was for Stalin, Haman was for Tachashvedish. He used paranoia 
to build himself up. That's why it doesn't make sense. Esther says, if I walk in without permission, I come out with a head shorter. Whoever heard of such a thing? Your wife walks in. You also have that minig in the house. Your wife walks in without permission. Yeah? Why? Why? It's not like you asked her to make, mainly asked her to make breakfast, and she didn't. Okay. Achaz dosse. That other people also have that minig. Meilev, she burnt it cholent. Achaz dosse. I know other people who have that minig. But you just walked in. So you walked in. The, the man was so paranoid. As I'm a sugar and a parent, like somebody once told me, Rabbi, why? Just because I'm paranoid doesn't mean the whole world is not against me. <laughs> so just be, but the man was so paranoid, his own wife was, would be killed. So Haman used that. Esther was more brilliant than Haman. So again, Ayidish Shavaybala. Ayidish Shakop. Esther used the paranoia against Haman. That was her brilliance. People don't realize how smart Esther was. They think she was based like a, a nice Yiddish Shemedla who knew how to make a sweater. She knew how to make a sweater too. She was a good weaver too. But she was a very, very, very keen mind. Like they say in Yiddish, I hit it a cup. She was very, very wise. The whole story, if you study it well, she used... Achashvedish's paranoia, which made Haman become second to none, she used that against Haman. That's what she did. Vaharaya, the first party she told Achashvedish, Yovoy Hamelech Vahaman Elamishta Sisi Loi. I made a party for you. At the first party, Achashvedish says, What do you want now? She says, Come tomorrow to the party that I made for for both of you. Suddenly, Haman, who invites their husband to an intimate party, but Haman has to be there. Imagine you're going out for your 25th anniversary, right? You tell your wife, we're going out for 25th anniversary, but you know what? We're going to have Haman there too. We're going to have the CEO of my office is going to, really? So already, Achashvedish didn't like it. By the first party, she clinched it. This is already a party for both of us. So, whoa, 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 whoa. Instead, Esther's brilliance. So now Haman has a shaykhs with Esther. Esther likes him more than me. He likes her. Now maybe he's going to kill me to marry. At the second party, when she got Haman on her bed, she clinched it. That's when you should get up and give Esther a standing ovation. People don't realize what this woman did. Boom, she clinched it. Haman was dead. He didn't understand that this Jewish girl, valedictorian from Beis Yaakov, and by Seruchel, and by Srifke, and by Sia, and by Schana, Bruria, Shulamit, Nevei, whatever, whichever school you go to, Nala, I don't want to discriminate. She didn't realize, you know, she knows how to read Sena Arena. Haman didn't realize. So you would think, Achashvedish was changed. Says the Megillah, Achashvedish, Achashvedish. She was the same Rasha Merusha. Mordechai knew this. If this is the case, we understand why he had to go into politics. If Achashvedish was a changed man, Haman, Mordechai could go back to the base Medrash. Go learn. That's who you are. But Achashvedish, who Achashvedish? Who Berisham et Chilosev Atzoifa? So if Mordechai goes back to the base Medrash, a new Haman can and a new Haman can emerge. A new anti-Semite can take over. Mordechai said, I have to stay in the palace to be vigilant. Who comes in? 
Who goes out? Who speaks up at the meetings? What access does this man have to Achashvedish? What letters he get? Who comes in? Who speaks to him? Who doesn't speak to him? I need to be here because it's a Suffolk Atzalus Nefashas. So when Rashi saw the words, at the end of the Megillah, he looked, is there an explanation? Some didn't like him. Why? We learned because he left Taita. He went into politics. But most disagreed. Is there an explanation? They seem right. Since when is the White House better than Talmud Taita? We're not talking about people who are looking for WhatsApp or for photo apps for the president. We're talking about Mordechai. He didn't need the attention. Maybe somebody needs the attention, I understand, but it's not Mordecai. So Rashi found the answer. That's why he chose Dafka this explanation. What's the lesson? So there's a lot of lessons, but there's one big lesson in life for every one of us. And that is, the Gemara says, The power of positivity is always more potent than the power of negativity. We know that. Echad mechamesh meyes Rashi says in Parshas Yisra. Four, two thousand. The power of positivity is deeper than the power of negativity. Like the famous expression, ma'at A little light dispels darkness. Sometimes people go through changes in their lives. You go through a change. A person was on top of the world. And then you have a phase, maybe of depression, or melancholy, terrible anxiety, despair, yiyush. person goes through a financial crisis, an emotional crisis, ecological crisis, spiritual crisis. And sometimes the crisis is very deep. Sometimes as a result of those crises, we make changes in our lives. And we lose, we drop the ball. And it's very easy to give up on yourself. So here is the lesson. Madoch, it comes to ra, to negativity. You say, Don't allow external changes to define the essence. You have to know if it's a mask or it's not a mask. Achashvedish put on a mask. Now he has a mask that's smiling to you. Tomorrow he'll take off the mask and he'll kill you. You have to know the distinction. Don't take the mask so seriously. It's like by the corona. <laughs> the masks are going to come off one day. Imagine, you remember the Meshuggah and the masks? On the planes. Baruch Hashem. The masks come off one day. Maybe they're important at the time. I'm not getting into the issues of corona now. We'll leave it to the Chach Mechelem to decide. But the vart is, you can't confuse the two. Achashvedish was wearing a mask. The Gemilas, don't fool yourself. Achashvedish, Achashvedish. A person is at Salam Alakim. You're in the image of Hashem. And Hashem is a chelik elikam imal mamash. Madach Achashvedish, who Achashvedish, who bidisha mitchilasivat seifer. When you look in the mirror, you have to say on yourself, who bidsitka mitchilasivat You're a good person. You're a free person. You're a divine person. You're a holy person. You went through changes, MS. Life brings, life has challenges, sometimes internal, sometimes external. Sometimes things happen to you, you don't even know. Whatever the reasons is, don't allow the masks and the fluctuations as powerful as they are and as important as they are. I have to deal with them. I have to confront them. 
But don't allow that to allow you to redefine yourself at your core and say, I'm just a layutzlech, I'm a shlomazel, I'm a loser, I'm a bad person, I'm a sick person, I'm a deranged person, I have an essential disorder, I'm just a... I'm just the dregs of, of, of society. Don't do that. You have to know essentially who you are. Essentially you're good. You're beautiful. You're splendid. You're sacred. You're sacred. You're heavenly. You're divine. You want more adjectives of Moshe? In Spanish? Everybody add the adjectives they have to add for themselves. <laughs> add the adjectives. I went through stuff, yeah, there's an Esther, there's a Mardukai, can influence you. And then in the negative, there's things that can influence me. Developmental issues, internal stuff, external stuff. There's a lot of things going on. And you know what? Achashvedish one day became a tzaddik. Vrenish Nespal. One day, yeah, you, you, you made some mistakes. And it may not even be a mistake. You went through stuff and things changed. Don't let that redefine your core. You have to know in your core you're a free person, you're an emancipated person, you're a liberated person, you're not a dark, you're not a the devil, and you're not darkness. This was the lesson, the this was the lesson that Rebbe learned out from this, a person has to be able to pay tribute, like I said last year, the Gemara says in Megillah, that Megillah Dav Zayin, that by Sudas Purim, right, Rabbi and Abzayda had a meal together. Everybody knows the story. I was once at a Purim meal many years ago. And somebody got into an argument with somebody else. There was a big knife. Yeah. So middle of the time he gets eaten. He picks up the knife. He says, come Rabbe. Come Rabbe. <laughs> he was like, I'm, I'm going I'm gonna re- to uh, do a, you know, uh, reenactment of the story. I said, Gesund hey, but make sure you can do Tchies HaMesim tomorrow. You know, you're going to end up in jail. For, for, you're going to have two life sentences. So just make sure that Rabbi knew it the next day you could do what he is amazing. If you can do what he is amazing, better let go of the knife and just discuss it. <laughs> Thank God he listened to me. He stuck is still free. At least from the last reports I heard, unless something happened in, in the interim on another podium. Like every story, there's also the Muslim, there's hints. Rab, it says in Svarim, comes the word Rav. Rav means great, large, great. Zeda, the Bzeda, the Gemara says about Metziah, Zeda means small. In Yerushalmi, he's called the Bzeira. Zeira means small. There was a Maisa, the Bzeda, he was, he was short. They called him Zeda. Come, Rabbi Shachtel, the Bzeda means on Purim, you have a Koyach, that your Rabbi, your greatness, should shecht your zeta, your smallness. We all have largeness in us, and we have pettiness. We have both. There's the rabbi in you, and there's the zeta in you. We all have both. Whoever denies that they have pettiness, <laughs> usually it just means that their pettiness controls them completely. Huh? The problem is it has to be a You could check your pettiness. The day after Purim, it has to be a That's the cloud with pettiness. Purim, You're going to go to sleep. And tomorrow morning, your wife is going to tell you, give you a Misha Beirach for coming home when you came home. And even though you blame me, 
right? You're going to get the Mishabedech, not me. And suddenly, all the pettiness is Tchiyas HaMesa. People wonder, by the Eli had no pettiness. Simchastayda had no pettiness. Put him at the bed. It's child's wedding, no pettiness. Suddenly, the Shevet Brachas is over. Yeah. Somebody was telling me about his Mechutin yesterday. I said, listen, Mechutonim are like Dalad Minim. Seven days, and that's it. For seven days, you have to treat the Dalad Minim nicely. The Esrig. You have to take pictures with the Esrig and smell the Esrig and say, Aza Esrig, Azoinzun Azolchus. You have to look at the Lulav and shake the Lulav and you have to bind the Lulav and deal with the Lulav. But seven days. <laughs> what are you making? Chatanam are not seven days, okay? They're for Lo'ilam Vad. Depends what type of mechatonim you have. Some people keep their esrik taka. <laughs> just don't make jam from the mechutin. Keep the esrik respectful. And it's just a joke. Mechatonim are wonderful people. You just have to hope they don't live mamish. Uh... <laughs> I hear you. But I'm talking about the mechatonim. I'm not talking about the spouse. I'm talking about the mechatonim. <laughs> I was once in an Esrik store. I don't know why I'm talking about sukkahs, but I was once in an Esrik store, and I was looking for an Esrik, and there was this guy looking with magnifying glasses. He was standing there for three hours. So I asked the owner, how long is this guy here? He says he came seven in the morning, and now it's seven at night. He took a break for Mincha, and 12 hours he's looking for an Esrik. I'm like, really? I never saw such a thing. So the store owner says, I don't understand. He says... How long did it take you to find your wife? He wasn't from a kahila with a date. So he says, you realize choosing an estric is taking you much longer than it did to choose a wife. I kid you not. The guy looked up and he said, how could you compare? <laughs> and how did I get into an estric? <laughs> That's your Dirash, Yom Kippur, but I didn't get into three Yom Kippur. Not Adelayada. Ah, pettiness, pettiness. Pettiness has Chiyasamesim. It has Chiyasamesim, it has Chiyasamesim. But come Rabba, comes a day like Purim, come Rabba, Shachtalibs. What's that Shachta? You Shacht your pettiness. As it was so easy, you take your knife and you Shacht it. The Pshat is the Gemara says in Chulandaf Lamid, Ein Vishachat Elo Moshach. The word shechita doesn't mean kill. It means mashach, to draw. That's why the shechit has to draw the knife. You don't just kill. You don't stab an animal to death. That's called nechira. It's treif. Shachat is umashach. You draw. So it says in Sifri Chsidis that shechita is the concept of being moishach. You're moishach, the animal. You draw it up from being an animal for it to be able to become part of a human being. And that's the only justification we have to eat an animal. What's the justification? Tsar Balachayim is Medeir Aysa. You're not allowed to stump him at Tsar Balachayim. You're not allowed. The Gemara says in Ksuvas, <coughs> it's an important Gemara for animal lovers and even for non-animal lovers. Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi, Rabbi, saw a calf running away from the Shechet. And the calf... You know, animals are sensitive. They know things. In their Adela Yada, they have a lot of Yada. So the calf ran under Rebbe's robe to protect itself from the Shechet. 
And the calf thought that Rebbe is going to protect the calf. So Rebbe tells the calf, go, go, you were created for this. And because of his lack of sensitivity to an animal, he suffered an illness for more than a decade. Twelve years, the Gemara says. And one day his maid was cleaning up the house and there was a weasel. There was a chulda, a weasel. There were many weasels then. A weasel. A tedeya ma a chulda. Ha? Ha? Shema girir a chulda. Shema girir a chulda. Can? Yeah? So this weasel was there. So the maid had a stick and she wanted to kill the weasel. And Rebbe said, no, no, no. Toiv Hashem lakoil virachamov al kol myself. Have compassion for the weasel. And he was healed. He was healed. So what's our justification for shechita? The only justification is, ein v'shachat elo moshach. If as a result of this, the animal now can become part of a human being who eats in order to serve and connect to Hashem, so now the animal becomes divine. If that's what the animal becomes, okay. But if I'm eating an animal, like an animal, so who gave me a right to slaughter the animal? That's why when you eat meat, you have to be very careful how you eat meat. You have to be careful how you eat chicken. They paid a heavy price for you to eat it. So if I'm a zoilul v'soyv, if I'm a glutton, and I'm just fressing the achaza, yeah? So <laughs> the spear rib, look, you can also, you can almost hear the steak talking to you. You ever hear a steak talking to you? You can almost hear the steak saying, Lama Nigara, you're also a piece of steak. <laughs> In fact, you're even a more grub piece of steak. I never heard a sheep saying or a horse saying, I would love the ice cream, but next week I have a wedding. So for pictures, I'm not going to eat the ice cream. I hear people saying that all the time. I would love to eat the cholin, but this Mitzvah Shabbos, this pizza. So if I eat the cholin, they won't be able to eat the pizza. So the justification is, a person, when we eat, a person needs to be in a state, have to have consciousness, awareness, not mindfulness, presence, called presence. The Meir Premishlan once said something extreme. That's already a high level. I'm not going to say. The Meir Premishlan said, that the only person who's allowed to eat meat is the person that while he eats meat, he feels like the behemoth during the shechita. <laughs> if while you eat meat, you feel like the behemoth during the shechita, then you're allowed to. <laughs> There's a mice with the Baal Shem Tev. The Baal Shem Tev, before he was revealed, in one of the towns he was, he was a shaykhet. And you know how it was, people had chickens, they would go to the shaykhet. Anyway, there was one house. And the woman sent, she had a, 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 a non-Jew who helped in the house, and she sent them with the chicken to the Baal Shem Tov, to Shecht. He probably had to send it back with Simon and Basash and Asalim, whatever, however he did it. So this guy used to always go with the chicken, Baal Shem Tov, with Shecht. They called him Srulik. His name was Yisrael, they called him Srulik. Anyway, one day, the people started to find out who the Baal Shem Tov was, so he skipped town and he moved to another town. So there was a new Shechet, so the woman sent this uh, non-Jewish helper with a chicken to go to the new shaykhet. He comes back and the chicken is alive. So the woman says, what happened? She says, he's not a real shaykhet. He's a fake shaykhet. She says, why? She says, he says, Surul. Surul was a real shaykhet. He says, this guy, he finished shechting one chicken. He was about to shecht my chicken, yeah? He dips the knife in water in order to be able to check with his nail if there's a blemish in the knife. She says, what's the problem? He says, Sruluk used to get the knife wet with his tears. 
This guy used water. He's not a shaykhet. <laughs> He's not a shaykhet. Verstehst? <laughs> I once introduced a doctor for a dinner. So I said, in the Gemara, it says in Kiddushan, Toiv Shebiroifim Legehenem. The best of doctors goes to Gehenem. So the people wanted to kill me because they were honoring this doctor and I get up. So I said, it means, Toiv Shebiroifim, a doctor only believes in Toiv. Toiv is 17. A doctor only believes in 17 blessings of Shemayin Asra. He deletes Rafa'enu Hashem Rafe. So Toiv, a doctor believes in 17 is Legehenem. So uh, the doctor gets up. As I said, this doctor, he believes in the 18th blessing. The doctor gets up and he says, I'll tell you the meaning of Toiv Shebiroi from Legehenem. He said, Toiv Shebiroi from Legehenem means... A good doctor is in Gehenim, not in the next world. He's in Gehenim in this world. Because he empathizes with his patients. So he's Gehenim in this world. The rest? I know a therapist. He's a deep soul. And he a lot of very, very difficult cases come to him. So... Uh, so somebody asked him, what do you do at night? <laughs> he says, I go home and I cry. I go home and I cry. Toiv Shebiroifim is legehenim in this world. It says by Mordechai, right, when Esther found wanted to know why he's wearing a sack, right? So Mordechai sent her a message. Mordechai told her, Kol Asher Karohu, everything that happened to him. didn't happen to him. It happened to the Jewish people. In fact, he may have been saved because he was, he was more, the, he was Esther's, you know, he was very close to Esther. You know, when, when, when Ferdinand and Isabella expelled all the Jews from Spain, they told Don Yitzchak Abarbanel he could stay. He was the finance minister of Spain. And they told Abarbanel you could keep a minion. He knew, they knew that Abarbanel needs a minion. You could keep nine Jews in Spain, so you'll have a minion. Huh? Yeah. A Barbanel, his family, and he can have a minion. The Barbanel wasn't for sale. The Barbanel said, <laughs> I'm not going to stay here with a minion on the blood of my brothers. The Barbanel left. He led the Tishabov, 1492. The Barbanel said they should play music. They should pay, play music, Tishabov, to cheer up the Jews. How did I get into the Barbanel? Ah, you brought in the Barbanel. Anybody here halt cup or Allah's anushan adalayada lamata minadas lamayla minadas? Oh. Empathy. Empathy. Oh, so the Balshemtiv, yeah, he didn't need water. <laughs> he didn't need water. But why are we talking about meat? Oh, shachat. Ein vishachat Allah or mashach. Nisht amad abzayda. The abzayda shinish gedat. Nisht amad abzayda. Shinishvigin. So the pshat is, shchit is aliyah, shchit is moshach. In Hebrew, shachat means to draw. Come rabbi shachat al-abzayda, listen. You don't kill your pettiness. You draw it in. Moshach. You have to be at Maila. What says you have to be at Maila? That's already a deep avoider. To be at Maila means two things. Sometimes it's a skafia, sometimes it's hapcha. Skafia means to subdue. Tzapcha means to transform. Subdue means you you know that it's there, you have compassion for it, but you don't let it control you. That's also a form of shechita. 
your mylit to be able to see a larger perspective. Don't, like it says in Tanya, thoughts are garments. If I have a dirty garment, if somebody pours chocolate mousse cake on my kapota, or even on this, uh, on this, uh, shyster and streimel, uh, yeah, okay, it's not geschmack, but the streimel I can't talk about because it doesn't belong to me, but, uh, but if somebody throws, it's not geschmack, but I'm not gonna say, you know, I'm gonna throw myself out into the garbage because the kapota is dirty. But people do that all the time. Machshavis are levushim. They're not you. Thoughts are garments. They're not the soul. They're there a whole time. They don't stop. We're always dressed up in machshavas, but machshavas are not you. So machshavas. You have to be able to disassociate the I from the thoughts. The egoic, the egoic I is the I that's entrenched in thoughts and there's no separation. You have to be, I'm not my thoughts. That's number one. When you go deeper, you'll see that the pettiness is really a survival method, and then you'll be able to be at Mila. But next day there's this Chiesamesim. But it's already different. Because the moment you recognize your greatness versus your pettiness, then the pettiness doesn't control you anymore. Yeah. 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 We have the power to fill our machshavas with godliness. We have that power. So Bemela, that's the pshat. Achashvedish hu achashvedish. Achashvedish was the same achashvedish from the beginning to then. You have to be able to say to yourself, I have pettiness, I have smallness. But achashvedish, it says in Medrash, achashvedish is a marshal for Hashem. Acharis vedeishis shaloi. The beginning and the end is his. Achashvedish hu achashvedish. From the beginning till the end. There has to be a moment of coming. Rabbi Shachtel Rebzeda. Moshachel Rebzeda. The godless could check the katnus. The godless checks the katnus. You're in a state of godless. You're in a state of greatness. You're in a state of exaltedness. L'chaim, 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 l'chaim. Chaim, l'chaim, l'chaim, l'chaim. Samecha, oh, 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 oh
for Purim is always Parsha Zacher, Shabbos Parsha Zacher. The Aftar of Parsha Zacher tells the story of Shaul HaMelech. It's in Shmuel Aleph, Shmuel Aleph. Hashem sent Shaul HaMelech to wage war against Amalek. And Shaul did that. And he went and he waged war. But, as the Tanakh says, he felt compassion for Agog, the king, and all of the animals, the livestock of Amalek, the tzayin, the flock, the bucker, the oxen, many of them very robust and healthy. So they kept them all intact. When Shmuel Hanavi came to see Shol, Shaul greeted him and he told him, Hakimoisi is Dvar Hashem. Which means, I fulfilled Hakimoisi. I fulfilled the words of Hashem. 
because we eliminated Amalek. So Shmuel asked him, Mekhail, I hear the, vo- the sounds of the animals. So he says, this we took in order to bring a carbon to Hashem, to bring an offering from these animals, such powerful, such good animals, called Hashem, the fat, the best, and the shendista. So Shmuel says, let me tell you what Hashem told me. And that is that Yan Ma'astos Dvar Hashem. You actually rejected the word of Hashem. You're going to lose your malucha. Kara Hashem, Hashem tore away the malucha from you. It's going to be, the throne will be given to somebody else. The Gemara says, it says in Tanakh, Ben Shona Shoal B'Molchoi. Shoal was one years old when he became a king. So the Gemara says, how could you be a king when you're one years old? And for the Gemara, he was as innocent as a one-year-old. He was as pure. When one-year-old is not shaykh to sin, he's pure, he's angelic. So the Gemara says, Ben Shona Shoal B'Molch. So you can understand that when Shoal made a mistake, it was like a one-year-old. It wasn't that he had an inclination to rebel, to sin, to do the wrong thing. Shaul was a pure soul. His mistake was because of a calculation that he made in Kedusha. It was a mistake, but it came from an idealistic place. What was the mistake? Shaul said to himself, the greatest transformation in the world is when you can take darkness and transform it into light. A Amalek, is the epitome of negativity. So if we could take the animals from Amalek and transform it into holiness, make it a carbon for Hashem, what's a better avoider? It's a gewaldic union. You go and you take the depths, the depths of darkness, and you transform it into holiness. Where is there a better avoider? To the point he says, Hashem. I was doing really what, what, what God wants. What does Shmuel tell Shaul? The expression he uses is, Toiv Shmoya Mizevach Toiv Lahakshiv Mechelev Elam. It's better to listen than to bring a good Zevach, a good offering. Lahakshiv, to obey, Zechtuarin Mechelev Elam, better than the fat of the rams. What Shmuel was saying was, not just, it's better to listen than to bring a fat offering. He was giving him a perspective. And that is, Shaul was using his mind, and his mind said, this is the proper avoid in this time. Understanding, when you understand something, and you have a geshmak in something, it's called chelev elim. It's the fat, tamuru kitoiv. You taste something and you see it's good. It's like a fatty piece of meat. It's geschmack. It's delightful. So the Avedis Hashem, which is based on a person's understanding and a geschmack, and you get it and you understand it, and it works with your system, that's called Zevach Chelev Elim. It's the, the geschmack of Havonav Asog. I got it. I understand it. I really got it. I grasp it. It's It's, it's beautiful. When you understand something, it fills you up, it satiates you. The Torah is in my stomach, my abdomen, in my, my intestines, in my boich, my inner vein extensions. Like when you eat something, it's like a shmaka carbon, 
That's the avoid of hasaga, understanding. Says Shmuel, Toiv Shmoya Mizavach, Toiv Lakshim Mechelavel. There's something deeper. And that is, you have to know what's the avoid that Hashem wants right now from you. Was Shaul right or was wrong? In another context, it may have been right. That's why it's not a contradiction to Shaul being a tzaddik and an innocent person. Because sometimes to be able to go and transform the animals of Amalek and bring it as a carbon, it's a gewaldic union. It's a beautiful idea. And sometimes that's the avoided that's demanded. Zevach And Shaul used his mind and his comprehension to think what would be the most beautiful thing, which would kill these animals. What are you going to gain from killing these animals? Bring them in. Sublimate them. Be makar of them. Be makar of Agog. <laughs> Apparently Agog had personality. <laughs> well, bring him in. <laughs> if we could get Agog on our side, if we could transform Agog, Agog was a talented man. Are you going to get rid of him? What are you going to gain? So he used his mind. Shaul Holach, it says in expression, Shaul Holach Achar Atam. He used his mind and he used his gishmak. So Shmuel told him, Shoal, you meant well, but a melech you can't be. Because the definition of a king is, what makes a king trustworthy is bittel, humility. It says about David HaMelech, who replaced Shoal. David said, Im visi vidaimamti nafshik gomul imoy. Im visi vidaimamti. David compared himself to an evan doimim, to inanimate matter in the sense that it, what gives a melech his real power is the fact that he has no ego. The moment a king has an ego, he's a dangerous person. Can't trust him. The only king you can really trust is a king who's an Eved Hashem. Because Shoal lacked that quality. Because in this case, he decided this is the best thing. So the melucha, which melucha requires, bitl was taken away from him, was given to Dovod HaMelech. Now you might think, what's the big deal? So he made a mistake. He left Agog alive. And because of that, as Chazal say, Haman was born, Haman HaAgogi. That night brought Haman. And what did Haman do? Haman wanted to destroy every Jew. So this is a little mistake of Shaul. To say that if it makes sense to me, and if I have a schmack in it, that's what God wants. When really it was Ma'astos Dvar Hashem. Because in this context, it's the wrong avayda that ultimately jeopardized and put the entire Jewish nation in a danger, chas And that's why the avayda of Purim, which is the tikkun of Shaul, the al says that Mordechai told Esther, Jews will be saved, but you and your father's home will be lost. Who's talking about her father? So the Al Sheikh says, the Al Sheikh has a commentary on Megillah. Masis Moshe, his name was Moshe. So he says that uh, Esther was a granddaughter of Shaul HaMelech. The mistake that your grandfather made is still now, we're dealing with it now. So either you'll Stop the cycle, or you'll continue the cycle. This happens in every family. <laughs> Our grandparents and grandmothers are wonderful people. Our parents, but nobody's perfect. So they did certain things sometimes, and that gog is still around. So I could do one of two things. Either I could say, you know what, my children will have to deal with it. 
and you just let the cycle continue, or you become what they call a cycle breaker. Is that what they call it? Huh? A cycle breaker. Mordechai told Esther, you have to be a cycle breaker. Your grandfather left, let Agog live. You're going to let Haman get away with it? Or you're going to break the cycle? Say, but my Zayda, the Zayda, the Zayda, the Zayda given a Helekid. No question. I love you, Zayda. <laughs> I love you, Zayda. He watches me all the time. The Zayda, the Baba, Nach But there comes a point you have to say they did the best they can with the tools they had. And now Esther needs to break the cycle. Not everything they have to continue. Some things, yes, some things, not. You have to know what to continue. So what Shoal thought was Hakimaisiyas Dvar Hashem was really Maastiyas Dvar Hashem. Because the Ratzin Hashem at that point was the exact opposite. I, according to his mind, it made a lot, a lot of sense. Shmuel said, there's a deeper avoider than Zevach, the Chelev Elim. Chelev Elim is a Geshmak. And who doesn't want a Geshmak, a piece of meat? Who doesn't? Anybody? Huh? They all know. <laughs> Who doesn't want a geshmak inyan? But there's something deeper. Deeper is Kabbalah's al malchushamayim. Kabbalah's al malchushamayim is dedication to the truth, commitment to the truth. So the hakimaisi was really ma'asta. In another context, it would have been beautiful. And because of this, there was a homage. So what's the avayda of Purim? Adalayad. Adelayada is higher than Das. Not Adelayada to lose your mind to become a Meshuggah and a Hefkeyung. Adelayada is the courage to be able to go higher than Das. What does this mean in a person's life? One of the examples of this in a person's life is you have to know what your avoid is in this moment. A person could say, Hakimaisi is Dvar Hashem. And Shmuel Hanavi says, Ma'asta is Dvar Hashem. How do you have such a contrast? Shol wasn't a liar. Shol was a tzaddik. Shol says, Hakimaisi, I did what God wants. Shmuel said, you did what God wants. You did what you want. Ma'astas dvar The answer is, this is how life works. It says, the Gemara says in Meseches Megillah, Ish Yehudi Haya B'Shushan Abira. Daf Yud Gimel. I, Mardukha, came from Binyamin. So one of the answers is, is Yehudi, is he was Moida. He was kaifer b'avaydezar, and he's ma'ida b'chalatayrakula. The definition of Yehudi is, not that he comes from Yehuda. Mardukha came from Binyamin. There's a few answers in Gemara. One of the answers is, he was ma'ida b'chalatayrakula and kaifer b'avaydezar. What's pshat avaydezar? It's an expression in Meseches Baba Basra, avaydezar, avaydeshehi zara loy. There's avaydezar, avaydezar, idolatry. Sometimes the Avaydash is It's alien to you. It's not alien to me, it's alien to you. For somebody else, it's Avaydah. It's Avaydah G'dayla. Avaydash is Part of being a Yehudi is you have to know which Avaydah is To bring a carbon from fat to animals, Gavaldik Avaydah. Lahakshiv mechelevelim, chelevelim. But in this case, it was Ma'asta, it wasn't Akimaisa. And for this, you need Adaloyad. What's the Havana in this? Often in life, a person decides, this is what I want to do. This is what works for me. But this may be my ego. Sometimes the Avaida of another person for me is Avaida <coughs> I'll give a simple example. A person has a Shabbos table. I'm going to give a really 
a really example that's relevant to certain people here. Person has a Shabbos table. What does a Shabbos table supposed? What's a Shabbos table supposed to look like? And the answer is but this particular person has a son or a daughter and they're struggling for whatever reason if at this moment doesn't talk to them so father tells me you want me to speak by my Shabbos table you know who my Zayda was you know who my Elta Zayda was you know what my Shabbos table looked like when I was a child you want me to bring down my Shabbos table it should become a circus I should say over your jokes at my Shabbos table <laughs> This is a classic example. Yeah? I have to do the Dvar Hashem. I bring Karbonus. But the question is, The question is not what you decided, what Avedis Hashem. The question is, What does Hashem want from you? That's a whole different question. For this is Adela Yadi, you have to put away the ego. And I have to ask not what my children can do for me, but what I can do for my children. I have to ask not what God can do for me, but what I can do for God. I have to ask not what my seichel at this moment decided is the perfect thing. You have to ask what is really necessary and required from you at that moment. I could scream, Hakimaisi is Dvar Hashem! But Shmuel Anavi says, Ma'astas Dvarasha. And it's true in every person's life at every moment of the day. Sometimes I have a calling. I have a calling. I say, yeah, this is not my calling, I have another calling. So therefore I go do other things. It could be it's beautiful things, it's holy things, but it's Ma'astias Dvarasha. Why? Because this is not what was required for me. On the contrary, this creates a situation that brings down people. It doesn't elevate the people where they have to be elevated. And you have to be able to make peace with that. So Kailo Yungaman, he wrote me a, a letter. He's in Kailo, he learns a whole day. He's a serious guy. He's in his strong. His child is not feeling well. His child's in the hospital now for a while. So he has to be in the hospital. So he writes to me and he says, but every moment he's in the hospital, he feels like he's a, a loser. He's a mevatel teira. Elamai, his wife doesn't want to leave his child alone, so mainly he sits in the hospital. But he feels like he's such a oizvarf. <laughs> I told him, Adarabe, <laughs> if you go to the koilul now, that's a vodezada for you. You have to know what's your Avaidah. What's your Avaidah? Sometimes religion can also be egotistical. What I think 
is the right thing, what I would like based on my ego. Sometimes you have to ask yourself, not what I feel comfortable, maybe it's time to go out of my comfort zone and do what is required for me at this moment and you'll ultimately be much happier too because you're fulfilling your mission. This is Adelayad. Adelayad is a deep avoid. I have to be able to go higher than my das. I have to be able to tune in what is my shlichis kedosha, what is my holy mission at that moment. And you know what? It never looks the same for two people. And for one person, it looks like it's not the right thing. For the other person, this is holiness. And you could never judge. Don't judge. Baltarebbe was once, the Balatanya was once, Kippur by Kolnidre. He took off his talus, he took off his kittel, and he left the shul, and everybody was surprised. What's the Balatanya up to in the middle of Kolnidre? He went to the end of the shtetl, there was a woman there, she gave birth. And the family left because they all wanted to go to Kolnidre. You know, <laughs> who wants to stay home? Yeah, so put him, get in shul. Mevatlin, mevatlin. The Gemara says in Megillah that even the Koyanim were mevatl davayde l'shmoya to the Mikra Megillah. You have to understand what exactly the Gemara means. The Mefarshim talk about it. Pashtas it means they delayed davayde. Who wants to? Who wants to miss Kolnidre? So there was nobody there, and the woman was hungry, and the baby was hungry, and the Alter Rebbe went, and it was Yom Kippur at night. And he chopped wood, he took lumber, and he chopped the wood on Yom Kippur, and he made a fire. He built a fire, and at he cooked a soup. And he fed the Yeledis, the Kimpetaran who was sick, the woman who gave birth, so she could nurse the baby. Nobody was home. So the fact that Alter Rebbe did it, is a pikuach nefesh, is the kula, that's all the people. Go on Yom Kippur, they go on Rishishon, they go on Shabbos, because to save a life, you're allowed to do all these things. That's not the Chiddush of the story. The Chiddush of the story is that when he was in Shul, in a palace, in a kittel, in the middle, called Nidre, Hateder Filt, he felt the pain of this woman. That was the Chiddush. But that he felt it, he experienced it, Hashekarahu. So a person says, but I'm in the middle of Kol Nidre. If you stay and you dive in Kol Nidre, that's Avodah Zara. I, for another person, Kol Nidre is Gevaldik, but for you it's Avodah Shei Zara Loi. We all have our Kol Nidres that could become Rahman Al-Itzlan, Avodah Shei Zara Loi, but it's my Kol Nidre. It's my Kol Nidre, but it's not my Shlichus. <laughs> it's a Kol Nidre, but it's not what Hashem wants. It's not Hakimoisi, it's Ma'asti. For this I need to go to a place of Adalayad, and it's not easy. Because religion can go into a comfort zone and can become an ego thing. And this is what I like and this is what I'm comfortable with and this works with my identity. And it's quoting, it's chelev elim, it's like a shmak carbon. we're going to take a molek, we're going to transform a molek. But shol melech, this is not your avoidant now. Hashem said now is a different avoidant. And therefore he was a great man, but a melech he can't be. Because a real leader is somebody who has that ability of, of complete commitment and dedication, which is based on complete humility. And every person's life we have this. And this is ultimately a cause for simcha. You see, Purim is a simcha, Adelayada. It's a simcha when you can let go of your das. It's not a stressful thing. It's not like if I understand it, I'll be happy. If I don't understand it, I'll be miserable. Fakir if I could let go of my das, I don't need to get stuck in my das. 
and I can open myself up to what is the mission of this moment, the Ratzon Hashem of this moment, the Mioideim Leis Kozoisi Gatla Malchus, things can be much happier. You have to know what your mission is, and don't compare yourself to other people. The worst thing people do is, he has this Havoida, I have this Havoida. He has his family, you have your family. Don't compare children to children. He has his Shabbos table, you have your Shabbos table. Do what Hashem wants. Don't do what your ego needs. If I state Toiv Toiv Lahakshiv Elam. A Yehudi is Shaul's mistake before Purim was Elam. He wanted the fat Kishmaka Karbonus that he should be able to understand. It's Kishmak to understand. But as the Pasik says in Tehillim, Tuv Tam Vadas Lamdeini Ki Bemitzvay Secha Hamanti. What's the key? Tuv Tam Vadas Lamdeini. Teach me the Tuv, the Geschmack, the goodness of Tam Vadas Ki Bemitzvay Secha Hamanti. Because there's Bemitzvay Secha Hamanti, there's the Amunah, the faith in the Mitzvah. Therefore, you can have tuf tam v'das lamdeni. Then your das will also be a geshmak das. Because your das won't be a prison. Your das will be a portal of gula of emancipation. But for this, you have to let go. I have to let go of my das and the expectations and what this person is supposed to look like. And then you get frustrated. I was speaking to somebody at Purim. They're going through a big struggle in the mishpacha. But they feel guilty because what is Purim supposed to look like? Anybody knows? <laughs> There's like a schedule, right? You gotta go, you gotta deliver shalach, <laughs> you gotta deliver shalach monas, and I've gained head in Megillah, and you gotta, I've gained to the mom, I've gained to the shvigim, and I've gained to this one. This one is gonna get insulted, you have to be home, cause they're coming, and then you have to send shalach monas to Plaini Almaini, to, v'chuli v'chuli, everybody has what their putim is supposed to look like. And this person's putim is not looking that way. <laughs> So they got completely uh, dis, uh, ori- uh, disoriented. So it wasn't Purim. It wasn't Purim. I said, how do you know what Purim is supposed, know what Purim is supposed to look like? It says, You find one friend and you give You give matanas to two of Yainim and that's it Purim. And then you stay with the person you're supposed to stay. Sometimes it's yourself. Sometimes it's the Rebbeinu Shalalim. He's always there. And you celebrate Purim. What's Purim to be Yitzah for people? Hakimaisi as Dvan Hashem doesn't mean the same thing for two people. Sometimes bringing a carbon is the biggest thing in the world. And sometimes bringing a carbon from the Amalekim is the destruction it brings to Haman. That's what Shmuel explained to Shaul. Shaul used his mind and he had a shitta, how it worked. Sometimes you have to let go of the shittas and you have to know what's the without expectations. It has to look like this. It doesn't have to look like this. I'm frustrated. I'm annoyed. My whole Yiddish God is being destroyed. My whole Purim is being my Shabbos, my Yom Tif. What do you know? <laughs> Your Neshama knows. But you say, Tuv Tam Vadas Lamdeni, Kibimitzvay Sechamanti. 
When you open yourself up to Ein Soif, you'll understand also. Then your Zevach Elim won't be a contradiction to the Toiv Shmaya, to the Lahakshav. It'll be a continuum of it. So I want to bless all of us, everybody, that everybody should be able to embrace, be able to embrace the Avoidah that is not Zora to you. What often happens is, we embrace Tafka the Avoidah, she Zora Loi. I take your Avoidah, you take my Avoidah. You should be able to embrace the Avoidah that's not alien to you, that's not strange to you. Be able to take space for it, to really, really embrace it. And ain shnei malachim mishtamsha bekeser echad, ain shnei neviim misnabim besignin echad. That was the tikkun of Shol. Ato beis avich toivedu. Esther had the courage to be a cycle breaker. Esther said, you know what? <laughs> Haman is an intelligent guy, but uh, I'm not going to do what the Zayda did. Esther did Adeloyada. She listened to Mordechai. She went in, and it was a pchin of miyoideya higher than das. And she saved the day. A woman once came to me after a shia before Purim, and she said she doesn't celebrate Purim. I said, okay, why not? She says, because it's a very selfish, narcissistic holiday. I said, what's so narcissistic about Purim? She says, nobody thinks about Esther. Nobody thinks about Esther. Think about Esther. Everybody's drinking. Everybody's running in their cars for Shalach Manas, yeah? The Bacham are coming with the music, yeah? Collecting money for all the yeshivas. Everybody's happy. And where's Esther? She's with a drunkard, Meshugana husband in the palace, stuck. She can't go to a Sudas Purim. <laughs> she has to be there in the palace with them. Can anybody think about her? So this woman has a protest. And sensitivity to Esther told me, Rabbi, why, why I don't celebrate Purim. I grieve with Esther. So I said, how do you know that Esther was grieving on Purim? She says, well, what else? It's a Jewish girl. Yeah. Could she get married to a Jewish man? No. Could she have a normal Jewish family? No. Could she run a normal Jewish home? No. She was stuck in the palace till her death. What's so exciting about that? Why does nobody cry for Esther? This is what this woman told me after the shit. People have interesting interesting observations. I never thought of it. So I thought about it. Generally, whenever I'm triggered by a question, I always know I shouldn't answer. I should think about it. Because if you're triggered, it means that your answer is coming from the ego. It's not coming from Adelayada. And any answer that doesn't come from Adelayada is a false answer. It's a it's a it's a parochial answer. It's a it's a limited answer. So if whenever an answer gets me uh Whenever a question gets me triggered, so I have to go into myself, and then I can answer. So her answer was like she was she was like blaming everybody that everyone is insensitive and narcissistic and selfish. All they care is that they were saved, and this poor woman was stuck. I said, you know what? It's, it's, it's something to think about. Think about what Esther went through. I never thought about it, and I thanked her because I never thought so much about Esther. You think more Haman was killed, Dikris Vayezasa was killed, Parshandasa was killed, Parmashta, Mitarisa, Mitarida in one breath. Let's go eat. We're anyway starving after Tanis Esther. All we think about Esther is that she's, we're fasting for three days. Now let's eat. So I thanked her. I said, you know, you're giving me an opportunity to think a little bit about Esther. 
I thought about it. And then I told her, you know, I'll, 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 I'll be honest with you. And I want you to answer me this question. It just came into me, but I think it may be, it may be authentic. I said, you're a woman. I want to ask you a question. In Yad Alev, as they say in Hebrew, Dugri, honestly. If in 1938, Tafrir Sadiq you could have gone and married Tzorid HaYehudim, the biggest anti-Semite in history, and you would know that because of that, the Holocaust didn't happen. The six million Jews were murdered. Because of you, not one Jew was murdered. The day of your death, you look back at your life and you say it was a crazy, tragic, horrible life. Or you look back at your life and you say, Tell me the truth. Yeah, your life would not end up like your sister's. You wouldn't have a Wachnacht every night in Williamsburg, in Monroe, and in Muncie, and in Lakewood. Emmas. You wouldn't have 90 nephews, Baruch Hashem, going to their chasinas, but mitzvahs, Wachnacht, Opshanich, Bas Mitzvah, Ben Mitzvah, Bris, Zivugrishin, whatever, Pidina Ben. Nothing. You're stuck in the palace. I got it. No Nachas reports, yeah? No son in Yerushalayim, no girl in seminary, you're stuck with a drunkard, a kahalik, melech tipish, a spineless, the Gemara is like melech hafchefan, he was a spineless, a chashvedish. Like I said before, who berishim, because emes. But because of you, only because of you, not one Jew, from 1939 to 1945, not one Jew was, was hurt. You would look at your life and say, I'm a tragedy. Or you would look in your life and you say, how can I be grateful? How can, how grateful am I for my opportunity? She started to cry and she said, I would be grateful. So I said, you're right. So I said, Esther Hamalka had a challenging life, but she didn't feel like a tragic loser because she knew that today, 2,600 years later, we could sit here and celebrate Netzach Yisrael, Lo Yishakir, only because of that woman. The Megillah is not even called Megillah's Esther or Mardechai. It's not called Megillah's Mardechai or Esther. It's not called Megillah's Mardechai, even though he was the man. Esmaimer Mardechai, Esther Oysa. And he was the Rosh Sanhedrin. And he raised her. Altsgut and fine. But he remained outside giving advice. The person who went into the lion's den, the person who really, really did it, the person who changed history was Esther, single-handedly. Mordechai gave perspective. Mordechai gave up Sagdin. But Esther was the one who did it. This remains the, the destiny of the Jewish women. So I told the woman, you could celebrate Purim this year, and trust me, Esther will celebrate with you. You don't have to feel guilty. She said, you gave me back my Purim. I'm going to celebrate Purim. But this is so important. because Imagine Esther is sitting Friday night. Yeah? She wants to sing to Echsef. She wants her kids to say, Yeah? We know what Echashresh was talking about at his meals. Who is Hegai, yeah? Who is Shashgaz? Who is the Shemin Amoy? Who is the Tamrukei Anoshim? 
So we know what he was talking about Friday night. And every night, he had one track mind, Esther said, I didn't sign up for this. Valedictorian, I didn't sign up for this. Yeah? <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. So what does Esther say? This is not a Shabbos. This is a crazy place. The Gemara says in Megillah she came in to the Cheshverich Kasher Avadati Avadati she came into a base at Slomim. Keli, Keli, Lama Zavtani. Nistalka Shchina But she didn't get Nispal. Why? Because Esther understood Avodas Hashem doesn't have one way. Doesn't have one model. Not one size fits all. You have to know Avodas Shehizara Loi. For another person it's Kedushan. For me it's Avodas Zara Shehizara Loi. You have a different mission. Same is true in every person's life. Some people go through certain certain challenges with themselves, with their spouse, with their children, with their own situation, with other people, and they compare themselves to other people. This is not a Shabbos, this is not a Yom Tif, this is not a Purim, this is not a Yom Kippur. How do you know what's a Purim and what's a Yom Kippur? An expert on God's plans. Who? Ask not what you need from God. Ask what God needs from you. And then you will you have your mission. Embrace it enthusiastically. Embrace it with your heart, with your soul, with your passion, with your neshama. Open yourself up to Adalayada. Don't compare yourself to others. And when the anxiety comes into you and says, you could have and you should have and you would have and you, it's because of this and look what a disappointment you are. Look at the anxiety in the eyes. And have Mesidus Nefesh. But Mesidus Nefesh today in 2023, Baruch Hashem, it doesn't mean like in other Tkufas. Mesidus Nefesh means don't be afraid of any part of yourself. Mesidus Nefesh at different times meant different things. Today, what's Mesidus Nefesh? In other words, you don't have to be afraid of anything. You don't have to be afraid of any part of yourself. You could know that where you are is exactly where you have to be. And you don't have to be afraid of anything happening inside, even if it's difficult and it's challenging. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Whereas the Balshamta's father told them, yeah, Yisrael, don't fear anybody and anything besides the Rebbein Neshalel. And love every Jew with every fiber of your being. Two things his father told him, it became the two Amudei HaYisoydis of Shittas HaBal Shem I get afraid. This, I'm comparing myself to myself. But that's a real, that takes a lot of mysterious nerves because it's stepping out of my Yoda. And it's really making peace and staring at my reality and realizing here is my shlichus, here is my avayda, now go dance through it with Adel Yada. And then your gishmak will also be much deeper, it'll be more edel. Keep a mitzvah sechem, auntie. 
L'chaim, l'chaim, l'chaim. L'chaim, 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 l'chaim. L'chaim. Yotofus. Ha'edel in Hashama. Dvarim amitim.
Ay, 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 
Oh, 
ביקשה דבר. ויקום צודה בקושס. ויקום צודה בקושס. like ביקשה דבר. you're like hey guy. the best friend hey guy is mentioned. המלך <laughs> מקץ היס לא כדס הנושם, שיש לחדושם בשם הנמר, שיש לחדושם בשם הנמר, שיש לחדושם בשם because says shikir usrle spal a shik is not let a daven so mele them when you're a shik is the begin of like big shadover can garnish betten because you're a shikir he says so then you can get everything like big shadover you can get everything the only opinion is some chadik writes that the balatanya during his dvekus hayanishma based dvekusa he would say mili bashamayim ve imkhale khafatsti barats Ich will nicht den Elam Hase, ich will nicht den Elam Habe, ich will nicht den Ganeden Atachten, ich will nicht den Ganeden Alien. Ich will mehr nicht als dich allein. I want you. So begin of Leibig Shadover. I want you. Ich bet nicht das, ich bet nicht das. She's focused. I want you. A guf nennem in a guf, like the Gemara says. So Adelayad is, a Jew reaches that point. Adelayada, it's like big shadaver. The premium is, I will manage as dichalein. Also, the premium is for atzmi is for nayid. Comes to Adelayada, Zetman, what a Jew is. Al Terebe says Adelayada ben Adar Hamal Baruch Mordechai is the pshat that Adelayada ben Adar Hamal Baruch Mordechai. For says Adelayada. It's not based on Yediyya. It's based on Etzema Nefesh. Even when you take away the Yediyya, comes out that Arun Haman and Baruch Mardukhai. Why is it only Atkatsiyah? Huh? What satisfied Atkatsiyah? It's one of the whole markets. Why do you get satisfied with Atkatsiyah? You're not satisfied. He, the, the Chazal say he didn't want Binyan Beis HaMikdash. He didn't want Yishas of Binyan Beis HaMikdash. Just my Atkatsiyah for Binyan. That's what he didn't want. Fartach Hashverosh. 
Yeah. So Adulayad is the pshat that when you come, it's a that's an element of trust. I trust you. I know you are who you are. It's not yada benader hamalabarich marduchai. Adulayada. He reaches a point that he doesn't need yedia to distinguish between the two, because his atzmius already distinguishes. It's at a core. He doesn't need the intellectual pilpul and analysis to distinguish, because we trust his core. Purim is a day of trust. It's a day of belief. It's a day of faith. Kimu v'kibla, I trust you. It's not because you have an intellectual pilpul and a beer. Therefore, arer haman and barach mardechai. Ad the staltereb is a tight tough kuf samach gimel. Ad the lo yada ben arer haman and barach mardechai. It's not based on yada. You don't need the yidia. Even if you take away the yidia, this is who he is. But atz miyusay or pnimiyusay. Thus is his, thus is I'm pnimiyus. It's a good marshal. It was once a shatchin, and he needed to bring together a husband and a chassan and a kala. He tried to make a shidduch. It wasn't working. Yaakov Emden says, Shatchin is a shatev is sheker doiver kesef neitel. He says lies, and then he takes money. from the Balatanya, Why most shidduchim, somebody had to lie. Not your shidduch. It was actually one nachos and I don't want it. Like one part is. It's the mind of the matan. Lo hava shidduchim negmarim ayde sheker. Mad nezach shidduchim such a holy thing. Yede in a dreita cup. This one sells you the Brooklyn Bridge. This one sells you the Tappan Zee. This one sells you the Golden Gate and the George Washington with the Williamsburg together. Bechada machta. Then you're busy paying back for the bridges. In any case, or you get to learn that Kol HaOlam is Geshet Sarmayot. <laughs> so this Shatchan was working very hard, and finally he was Matzliach. He got the, he got them together, and they announced the engagement, they got married. Okay. Wedding finishes, and they go home to their apartment. They come in, who is there? The Shatchan is there. They say, what are you doing here? He says, he doesn't have a place to sleep. And he decided this is a nice apartment. He's going to stay here. For how long? 10, 15 years. The Russian is, So he says, well, 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 what I'm doing here? I'm the glue between you. You guys would have never known each other without me. You would have never stayed with each other without me. I'm the one through my diplomacy and skill and brilliance and charisma and gift of gab and kayacha guzma and kayacha drama, I'm the one who, I'm the devek, the devek, I'm the glue between you. So if I go away, you know, everything could break loose. I'll stay here in the house, this is my house. So they look at him and they say, there was a time that you were the glue. 
But now it's a pchin of Baruch Shepatrani. Here's your check, you know, go jump and go jump off one of the bridges or stay on one of the bridges or go to the mikveh in the Hudson, wherever you want, but it's not your place. Well, he used to be the glue. He used to be the glue, but now he's not the glue. If you want it after Yeshiva Shaloshan, it's called Shibuda de Rabnosan. What's the Chiddush of Shibuda de Chiddush, Shibuda de What's the Chiddush? Here's Lechayri, Reuven doesn't know Levi. Reuven owes money to Shimon. Shimon owes money to Levi. What's that Reuven with Levi? So Lechayri, you could say that the glue between Reuven and Levi is Shimon. Tutuf Reb Yeah? Miloshin v'nosnu, nosn. As moitzien laza, mizeven oisin laza. Emes, Shimon created it. The one Shimon created it, so the halach is mechadish anu chalois between Reuven and Levi. So the Rebbe ones, the Lord Shabbat ones, Fokar Rashi Sechim Vayakel, Omer Ibn Nosen, Maro Nesiyim Lisnadev B'chanukas HaMezbech Tchila. By the Chanukas HaMishkan, Rashi says, they waited till everybody else gave, there was nothing left, Avni Shaya. So B'chanukas HaMezbech, they said, we're not going to make the same mistake, they gave first. So Rashi seldom quotes a name, Rashi usually, usually says the Pirish, you have to look at the name. A few places Rashi says the name, it's B'diyuk, Omer Ibn What's the diuk? Chayre Rashi is talking of Ayakel. So Rashi should start, Maron is seeing, yeah, not to be menadav by Chanukah Samishka until the end. The Shailud of Ayakel, not Nasi. So the Rebbe explained that the Nasi is responsible for the people first. Vayered Moshe min ahara la'am, zakt Rashi, melamet shahayalap, aloyhoya poinala sakov. Really? What you would think Moshe would go to do stocks? Comes down from Hart Where he should go bowling, he should go buy pizza with Melamet. So the Rebbe said the Pshat is Asakov means Asakov Haruchnem. You would think if Klalisol has to prepare for Matan Taira, how much did Moshe have to prepare for Matan Taira? So when he heard from Hashem there's going to be Matan Taira, what should Moshe do? He should go work on himself. Moshe could have gone steiging, say to Moshe, everybody. But Moshe said, first you have to take care of the people. So it's understandable why Chanukah Samishkan, they didn't right away give. They're responsible for the people. The Shaila is Maroz. Chiddush from the Rebbe, the Pshat in Rashid's. Maroz is not about Chanukah Samishkan. So he said, they realized that there was a Pesatoz by Chanukah Samishkan. They were taka, there was a little atzlus mixed in. It wasn't all, it wasn't all because of dedication. So, so he says, what's the Vaitre Abnasen? What's the Vaitre Abnasen? People, Taina, I inspired you to give to the Mishkan. So I get credit for it. I'm the one who, I'm the one who got you to do it. So Rashi says, so they don't have to give. If people gave, it's already there. It's Omer Abnasen. Abnasen is Shibut Abnasen. Reb Nosson says, Taka Shimon was the glue. But Shimon is Megala, what Reuven, Be'etzim owes, and therefore goes to Levi. Sometimes you bring out the Kesha between a Jew and Hashem. You're a Shatchen, but you don't take over that Kesha. People have a direct connection. There's no middleman, there's no Mimutza. Amir Reb Nosson, the Nosi may have inspired them, but they don't get the credit. They they- no, they thought it's already like I did it. Sometimes it's important because sometimes people 
they have a Rebbe or a Rosh Hashiva or Mashpia or Mashgiach or a Rebbe who's the one who creates their relationship with the Rebbeinah Shalom. But you can't stay dependent on that relationship because people disappoint. People are boss of Adams. Says Bali Tshuva, they came to Yiddishkeit through somebody and that person becomes their man and suddenly that person is not perfect and 20 years down the line they realize that, you know, ain't tzaddik bar, it's ashriyah and sometimes it's a little more than the Bchinas Tzadik. Shavu Yippu Tzadik Vakam. And their whole relationship with Judaism falls apart. So you have to know, maybe a person inspired, but you have to develop your own relationship. Hashem says, even if everybody else falls away, I just need you. I just need you. Of course, we always want to be inspired by people, and we should be inspired by people. But you can't define your whole relationship with Hashem based on a particular person, because people can disappoint. Unfortunately, that's how it is. Huh? A person needs a Rebbe. But the function of a real Rebbe is to bring out your relationship, not to take over the relationship. The, I'm telling you, the function of a real Rebbe, there's a fake Rebbe and there's a real Rebbe. The function of a real Rebbe is... Somebody who brings out your relationship. Yeah. 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 No. That's how you know it's a real Rebbe. How do you know it's a real Rebbe? Somebody who doesn't take over the relationship. It doesn't become about me. Exactly. It doesn't steal the you. On the contrary, it brings out the you. Exactly. That's how you know you could trust somebody. Can't take away Yeah. A real Rebbe has no agenda but to help you connect with your own soul. Yeah. Huh? That's what a manig is. That's what a manig is. Yeah. That's what a manig is. Midisvidas amalchus. Leslomiga maklum. Leslomiga maklum. David amalachim. Loishi visi. Vidaimamti. So I'm, I'm explaining to you about a shatchin. So the shatchin, Yeshibuddha did Ibnasin. I was just trying, as the Chabal Nigla, and he was saying a shatchin, he was looking at me. So I was explaining to him, and after Yeshiva Shashprach, the Marshal, that the shatchin created the glue. But now it's Baruch Shepatrani. I, without the shatchin, you wouldn't have been married. Emes? But yet, Trogzechab. So, uh. <laughs> Right? Pesach, yeah. After Purim, you have to you have to start learning Hilchas Pesach tonight. You know that. No, this is Shloshim Ram Kaidam Achag, my dear. Yeah, you can take out a Hilchas Pesach and Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch and Harav Adurach. Huh? Okay. You're gonna do the Shulchan Aruch Hamachaber. Erchkot. The tour. Fine. The Rambam. Erchkot. So. uh yeah. The pshat is azoy. I have to be boydik where I brought in chametz. Yeah. In your pocket, in your heart, I brought in chametz. No. I have to be boydik where I brought in the chametz. You have to be boydik where you brought in the chametz. Everyone is boydik in somebody else's pocket. I'm boydik where you brought in the chametz, and you're boydik where I brought in chametz. Kol makom shei machlisim mechametz ein sarach b'dikke. Do boydik zayin the chametz, but do a starayin gebracht. 
I'll be by the chametz was Everyone ends up in a much much better position. They say from the svasemes, why? Because chametz, yeah, the minig is you burn the candle. By beer chametz, you burn. I say the minig. So he said, I understand the feather. Feather has the bread. I understand the, the, the spoon. I understand the chametz, of course, the ten pieces of bread. I understand all that. The bag, the sack, but what the candle? Now for us it doesn't matter because Baruch Hashem, we have light, we have candles. You understand the Swasem is understood that there's a matzah, a Jew had one candle, and Dikas Chomets, you have a half a candle. You burn the candle, there's no light. Why should you burn the candle? It's still a half a candle. So he answered and he said, someone like the candle, whose entire purpose in life is to find Chomets, Okay. But the word is, it's a beautiful word. When somebody's entire purpose is to find the chametz, here, I'll find it there, 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 you have to worry that he himself may be a shtickle chametz. So you have to be careful. They say about Reb Shmuel Munkus, the Balatanya had a chassid, his name was Reb Shmuel Munkus. He had a tremendous sense of humor. but He was a very deep person. If your entire purpose in life is, I'm going to find the chametz by you and by me, it means I have a lot of other issues besides other people's chametzes. This is not a philosophical word. It's a practical word. <laughs> it's not a big philosophy. <laughs> okay. You say that you say it at a fabrengen. Rabbi Jonathan Sachs, a chernel of Rache, once said, "What's the difference between a sermon, a rabbi's sermon, party, and a fabrengen?" She so said, "By a party, everybody speaks and nobody listens, like by the Siddhas Purim that you had tonight." Everybody speaks, nobody listens. By a rabbi's sermon, one person speaks and nobody listens. And he said, by a fabrengen, nobody speaks and everybody listens. Prashtest? Ah? Ganz gut, ah? Ganz gut. Das ist a fabrengen. Loi bikshadavr. So Reb Shmuel Munkus once came to a shtetl and there was a Magid. You know what the Magid, Amalek and Magidim were? They would come with Geshat and Pech and Shrebel. They would curse out the Jews and threaten them. They got paid for an inspiring drosh and they went from town to town with Magidim. The Magidim because their method was not very loving. And he felt it was ex- exploit, exploiting their innocence. Exploiting their innocence. So this maggot felt very good about himself. And the pr- place was sobbing. And the Shmuel Munkas sees this. And he was very upset how this person manipulated them. Shmuel Munkas was a very sharp person. So they say that after Shabbos, Mitzvah Shabbos Slichas, Shmuel Munkus went to this man's hotel where he was saying the Kretschmer. 
He says, I would like to speak to you. Shmuel Munkus introduces himself, and he says, I'm a shaykhet. I'm a shaykhet, and here I have the knife of my shchit, the chalaf. So he says, what brings you here? He says, the speech that you gave today was unbelievable. You were machzid the oilam betshuva. The people were sobbing. And I realized, the parents of tzaddikim. And I realized that this city is filled with sinners. It's filled with sinners. Like you explained, maybe the problem is we don't have in our Beis a tzaddik. If we would have in the Beis a tzaddik, we would be able to go daven there and we would become Erlich So he says it could be. But what do we need? What do we need to do? So Shmuel Munka said, I thought that if you, if you could be buried in the Beis HaChayim here, everything will be good. Man says, what? Munka starts taking out the Chalif. And he says, I think it would be amazing. We'll have you as a tzaddik here. You'll be buried. And then the whole city will be able to really do tshuva. So, uh, the guy starts panicking. He doesn't know if he's serious. He's joking. He says, well, what? He says, is one Aveda. But the benefits will be, there'll be a tzaddik here in the city. The Beisachayim. You explain how everybody is such balavedas and they're lowlifes and they're dirty and they're filthy and Hashem hates them. If you'll be buried here, I'll be a mechai. I'll do an Aveda. But for eternity, this city will be a makam kaddish because of you. So the man sees, and he's getting closer with the knife. So the man says, Ich bin nicht das So he says, oh, you're an onof too. <laughs> so he says, from the speech, it sounded like you were such a righteous person. He says, no, no, I'm not such a tzaddik. He says, what type of avedas? He says, I've done. He says, okay, everybody did. Be specific. <laughs> so he opened up, <laughs> and he said what he did. Shomongus looks at him and he says, to come into a city and to wash the floor with everybody and manipulate and exploit their innocence. He put him in his place. So that's like the word from the Belzidov to the Svasemis about the candle. So does the Mokim Shem Achnissim by Chometz in Tzorich B'dik. So the Shatchin wants to live in the house. They say you attack the shatchit, but now it's baruch shapatrani. Kachol hamoshel azeh is true about a person, and that's the union of seichel, yod, das, haman minatayde minayin. Says like the Gemara in Chulin Kuflametes, hamina eats azeh. Since Purim is doch the the ibud, other haman ashabikish laabdi, and haman is the hamina eats azeh eats adas. So the way they've put him is ad the loyad to go higher than the itzadas. What's the chesaron of das? Das is the chagut You want das? A godel is the chesley das. Depends what type of das. The union of das is das could be a beautiful thing. It's a shatchen. Das is the shatchen between the person and the rebbeinu shalolim. Person lives in a world. It's a dark world. It's a confusing world. The seichel asks questions that allow us to search, to inquire, to wonder. The mind of a person, like it says about Avram Avinu, right? 
So he started to lachker l'shoitid b'dayter. The Rambam says yoyim v'layla to figure out ha'im yesh balabayis l'birazu. So das is a gavaldika vazuchstu. Ah. Okay, I feel a mechitza shel barzel in a mafsek. No, there's a big mechitza over here. Our shiva standing in between. Our shiva standing in between. That's 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 a But it's not bet pinamius. Because my shiva holds. I know, I know what your shiva holds. Dafish the bezog and I've put him. But but bet pinamius, it's not like that. The Rambam paskins and Hilchas Gedish and Pedig Beis. As Yediyid Vil Tan Ratzin Hashem. So with Pnimiyas, it's not an issue. It's just Bechitzainiyas. Okay. I have an idea. Go call the Rosh Hashiva and bring him. How do you know? I guarantee you, Rosh Hashiva, if I give him a billion dollars, he won't come. Troy. Okay. So so a whole year, so Das is a Gavaltika Shatchan. Like the the Lush Nachsidas, the Al Tereba writes, you have a Nefesh Alakis, you have a Nefesh Bahamas. And the shatchan between the nefesh alikis and the nefesh abahamis is the nefesh asichlus. The nefesh asichlus, the rational soul, negotiates between the nefesh alikis and the nefesh abahamis. The nefesh alikis sees the whole truth. The nefesh abahamis is trying to survive like a behemoth. The nefesh asichlus opens up the nefesh abahamis to the nefesh alikis. So a whole year we use das, we like das, we cherish das. Kabbas put him, and one day a year you turn to the Shatchan and you say, Listen, do me a favor. Let me celebrate Yisrael Amalkabel Chaydoi, Vedavag Beishtai Vahoyu Lebosser Echod, Ein Lazada Mitoch. You ask the Das, do me a favor. One day a year, go away, and let me celebrate directly with Hashem. So the Bechin of Adel Yada is not like people think you lose your mind. It's a day of uh, wildness. Punkt Farket. Put him as a day of the deepest trust. That even though Seichel is a Gewaldike Indian, and we cherish it and we value it, it's like a Shatchen. It's the glue. And you need it. But ultimately, that's not the relationship. The relationship is not defined by Seichel. The relationship is much deeper than Seichel. The relationship is the Atzmi is Funayid. Like the Rambam Paskins and Hilchis Gedish and Pedic Beis Allah Chichaf, the Rambam says, why is it that even somebody who doesn't listen to Bezdin, Sanhedrin, when it comes to a get, yeah, Rambam, if you need him to say, what's Kaifanaisa going to help? If you beat somebody up and he says, I want, I want. 
So what does the Rambam answer? You force somebody to say, I want. It's a joke. It's a mockery. So the Rambam answers. So the Rambam. The Rambam says that since he's a Jew, so it's a thing. A person is screaming afterwards, I was forced. We say, no, it was authentic. Because the Reitzani is an expression of his plimius. So here you have Mamash and Allah He's screaming, no. So he's saying, you don't even know yourself. You don't know yourself. That's the word. Get to a place where you don't have to know yourself. You have to be yourself. When I have to know myself, then I make cheshboinus a whole day. I am here, I'm not. Oh. I guess there's different levels of Adelayada. Huh? He could have been Mikhail the Divide Arama, huh? Don't touch me. Don't touch me. I can't say that. I can't say that. I can't say that. I can't say that. What does this mean in Avoid in every person's life? Purim teaches you that you have to trust what a Jew is. You have to trust Torah, you have to trust a Yid. What's going to come out? What's going to come out is comes put him and says no. You have to know that the pnimi is of every person is kulei toiv. It's kulei gdusha. It's kalanova chasuda. That's what you have to know. Dubis nishloit. He had. He had. We're not saying somebody gets drunk, they can't lose their mind. We see what's happening here. What we're saying is that Purim represents, not everybody who drinks touches this. Purim represents this Nekudah Hapnimis. In today's generation, sometimes when people drink, the opposite comes out. You understand? Depends who drinks, depends how they drink. Depends how well you, what a type of worked out person you are. Depends how much you work on yourself, how much you're self-aware. So when people drink, their secrets come out. So if somebody is in a more, uh, somebody is not so developed emotionally or worked out, that part comes out. The way they speak, the way they behave. person who's more worked out, that comes out, you see, certain in Yonim. Right? There's a whole shtickle in Shalom about. 
Hagdoilum Hagdoishim Hashabah artists that they used to drink Agbara Chamra the Dardaki, Pchinas Nadavanavi, Suya Yai and Nichnasula Mikdash. Suya Yai and Nichnasula Mikdash, they went to drink. Shalosh Suya Yai and Nichnasula Mikdash was. It was the Pchin of Adalayada. I'll call upon him. So, yeah, the Gemara says in Ksuvis, Tonir Abona, Ketzad Merakt and Lifne Hakala. First, Bishama, then Bissel. In other words, Bishama says you praise every kala according to her qualities. Bishilil says you say on every kala she's na vachasuda. She's beautiful and gracious. Umrilem Bishilil Bishama. I'm sorry. Umrilem Bishama Bishilil. Hatayda Umra Midvar Shekatirchak. what if she's chigeres? Chigeres means lame. Suma means blind. How could you say kalanova chasuda? That's why I say find the right milus. Say she's good at this. Don't say Kalanova Chasud, it's a sheker. Amrulem Bishilabishamai. If somebody goes to the marketplace and buys something, yeah? Those of you who are married, you're gonna get married soon. Your wife goes and goes shopping and gets a dress and they can't return it. And she asks you, it's nice or not nice? What do you say? Very good. You say it's disgusting. We're talking about if she can't return it. So the Pasha, Yishabchena Beinav. Mikan Amru, Le'oilam Te'idaitu Shalodim Urevesim Abriyas. So the Pasha ask, I don't understand. Basilo said, Bishami said, Medvarsha Ketirchak. So Basilo says, everybody lies. Thank you. Do you like my glasses? They're beautiful. They're disgusting, but you say they're beautiful. Where's the answer? Bishamai says, you're not allowed to lie. So Bishilu said, everybody lies. When people go shopping, everybody lies. You go to somebody's house, the cholent is delicious. The cholent is delicious. That's an answer. Everybody lies. So that's why we're allowed to lie. I remember my son once went to eat by uh, somebody uh, that lived not far from me. So he came home and he said the food was chaloshes. Uh, I never tasted such horrible food. So I said, did you thank the hostess before you left? He said, yeah. I said, what did you say? He said, I told her that the food was unbelievable. He said, it was hard to believe. What I meant was it was hard to believe that somebody could make such food. It was unbelievable. What's Pshat? What's Pshat and Basil? So the, the Rebbe, the Lubavitcher, once made a siyum on, on Chagige. A siyum on Chagige for a yard site of his, uh, of his father, Chafaf. So he spoke about this machlekes b'shamay and b'silul, and he said that b'silul doesn't say you're allowed to lie. B'silul is giving an answer. B'silul is saying that when you come to a chasana, you can't just put on your own glasses and say it's not nova chasud. B'silul says the Gemara says in Saita shalosh chinas hein chen ishal baila. This chasan shows the kala. So obviously, from his perspective, she's nova chasuda. So you come to his chasana, take off your own glasses, put on the chasana's glasses. And then it's kalanova chasuda be'emes, because you empathize with his position. Mikan omru lo'elam te'edayte shlodem u'revesim habriyas. 
You have to see things the way another person sees it, and then you're not lying. You're tuning into their real hashkafa. He said, this is all a marshal that Hashem chose every Jew as his kala. Beshama is midasadin. Beshama says, this Jew is lame, this Jew is blind, this Jew felt re'iyah, this Jew is missing, how can you say kala nova chasuda? Comes Beis Hillel and says, Hashem chose this kala. So in front of Hashem, you're going to say this kala is disgusting? It's Hashem's kala. Hashem chose this kala. He's screaming. He's very stark. Comes by Silil and says, you have to understand what people go through. The malachim, when they look at a person, they judge him based on heaven. So Hashem told the malachim, go down and let's see what happens. So they came down, they became much worse than people. You have to know what people go through. You have to understand. You have to not understand. You have to feel what they go through. If you feel what they go through, then you could say Kalanova Chasuda. Because you realize the Chigeres Isum is an Inyachitsaini from your perspective. The Pnimiyas is, it's Kalanova Chasuda. And Bemela, Beis Hillel says that's, that, that's Takada Halacha, like Beis Hillel, that's why in the Nigan. You don't say, nobody even knows the shit of Bishama. <laughs> if you learn the Gemara, you know the shit. In the Nigan, they only did the shit of Bishillah. Sometimes you look at your child, you look at another Jew, you look at a cousin, you look at yourself. You look at a daughter, at a son, at a nephew, a niece, a shachin, a talmud. Or somebody even you don't know, or you, even you look at yourself and you say chigeres as suma, as blind, as hinkedik. This is missing. That missing. That's missing. If that's what you're seeing, it's only a reflection, often, of your own struggles, of your own challenges. Now it says in the Arizal that la asid love halacha kibeshamah. Now halacha kibesilu. Why? The world is going to be in a way that the Chitzonius could reflect the Pnimius. And if the Chitzonius doesn't reflect the Pnimius, then Bishamay has a taina. In this world, halacha is dafka like Basila. Because in most people's cases, you can't expect the Chitzonius to always reflect the Pnimius. There's too much struggle. There's too much pain. So comes Basila and says, Kalanova Chasuda. You have to know the truth. When you look at it, somebody, you have to be able to see through all the blockages. You have to be able to see through all the layers. You have to be able to see the shining diamond and the goodness inside of them. And if I can't see them, that all I could see is the negativity, the darkness, and the evil, then I have to know that I'm not in a position to be able to help. I'm not in a position where I could be mechavan to the Dasa Torah. Because I can't see the pneumias, I'm stuck, I'm blocked. I'm blocked. You can be in the most beautiful garden in the world, and if you put 
If you put something in front of your eye, you take a little dime, a little quarter, you put it in front of your eyes, and it blocks the vision. I, you could see the sky, you could see the mountains, you could see maybe hundreds of miles, it's a beautiful weather, but you take one little quarter and you put it in front of your eye, and you can't see anything. That's how life works. You have one little crooked perspective, and you put it in front of your eye, you can't see anything. So that's what the Rambam says, because that's the Pneumius. So that's the Indian of Purim, Adela Yada, that when the Pneumius comes out, you don't need the Yada. Adela Yada, the Alter Rebbe teaches, even if it's not, it's not Mitzad Yada, even when there's no Yada, it's the Etzim HaNefesh, it's the Pneumius HaNefesh. The Arad Haman and Baruch Mardachai doesn't come because of an intellectual pilpul. On Purim, you send away the Shatchen, and you let the core shine. So even after Purim, when the Shatchen comes back, you know that he's a Shatchen. The Shatchen doesn't define the relationship. The relationship is defined by Atzmias. The same is true especially people who parent children, or people who are in the world of Chinuch, or parents who deal with children. This is a Yisoyda Yisoydas. In two inyanim. The first thing is, if I can't feel what the person is going through, I'm usually not going to be able to help them. There's people in textbooks, they know all the cheshboinus. But Basil says, Murevis doesn't mean I have information. Murevis means you're mixed up with a person. The filstamench. If I can't feel, it's not this, it could be dangerous. There's people, they become experts, but they never felt. They don't know what it is to feel. If you don't feel what the person is going through, shvaik. The Baal Shem Tev says, I told this Yaakov Yosef says, you heard from the Baal Shem Tev. The Mishnah says in Rosh Hashanah, Shliach Tzibur, She'enei Mechuyiv B'davar, E'enei Moitziyas Rab M'yedei Chevasam. So he says, Mechuyiv means guilty. Mechuyiv. For Shliach Tzibur is not Mechuyiv, if he never was challenged with this, he can't take out people from their chayv. I can't be a lifeguard and sit on the chair and say, hey, loser, get out of the water. It's not going to happen. Somebody is stuck in a pit, in a cave, or the miners. I can't say, come out, shoyta. They have to go down. And when you go down, you're in danger. The lifeguard has to jump into the water, and he's in danger. So the Baal Shem Tov said, the end of Rosh Hashanah, not Chavtas, in the Lama, the beginning of the Lama, you have to be very careful, because on paper I'm right, but there's something missing, the experience is not there. You have people, they don't realize this. They don't have empathy. There's a condition they have. It's known today as Asperger's. You know what Asperger's is? Huh? So some say that children who have Asperger's, it's maybe they're even more sensitive. Some, there's a shit like this. I'm not, I don't know if it's right, but there's a shit that and therefore they shut it down completely because there was too much pain. So they're actually the opposite. It's a, if that's true, it's very powerful and very, very deep. In other words, what you think is detachment is because they were so attached. There's such a shit there, but it was not for tonight's discussion. But my point is, there's sometimes a situation where a person is just like detached. There's a certain part I just don't feel. 
So I could learn everything Baalpah. I could know all the methods in the world. I could know all the skills in the world. But I just don't know how to feel a heart. I see it sometimes in Chinuch. You can have two Mechanchem, or two therapists, or two rabbis, or two Rosh Hashivas. One person knows all the <laughs> all the rules, but a filtnisht. He just doesn't feel. He goes home back to his life. <clears throat> he may be a Erlich but he doesn't feel. And the other person, he just, he gets it. <laughs> he just looks at a child and he looks at the eyes and he feels the pain. It's a whole different world. It's a whole different world. Either you get it or you don't get it. I don't know how you're supposed to teach it to people. They believe they sit, they hear, but in a moment of truth, they're just, they're, they're clueless. They, they don't feel the energy. Mela, not everybody has that chush. But if you don't have that chush, be careful. Because you're not gonna, you're gonna make a lot of mistakes. Huh? Yeah. If you do have, but it's a different type. It's a different type. So that's what Basilo says. Don't come to a chasin and start giving shit about my kala. Don't, 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 don't come into my house and start giving me shit about my children. Sit. Vein zechois. Endik tehillim. Better neighbors to those up in the hearts. And then, don't come here from me, Bachutz. Don't stand on the outside and give me an expertise. There was a program, there were two therapists. There was a Kasher Nafshi. For parents struggling with kids, two therapists were talking. One, one was talking, but you didn't, it was... He didn't feel that he, he, he felt it. So he was telling Mises from the Alta from Kellem, or from the Alta from Slabotka, and from the Bissol Salante, and from the Bishleim of Volba, and from this one and that one. Al's good to, Al's good to but you couldn't connect. The other one, he struggled with his own kids. It was just, it was, everybody melted. And the other, he didn't even understand why he wasn't connecting to the people. He wasn't connecting. It wasn't connecting. You can't connect to people if you don't experience what they're experiencing. You need empathy. Exact, exact. I once heard from the Rebbe, I said that he heard from his shver, from the Rebbe Dayat. The middle Rebbe was taking Yechidus, the son of the Balatanya. And people were coming, and a man came, and he spoke to him. And the person left, the middle of the Rebbe closed the door, and he told the Gabi he can't do Yechidus anymore. And he closed himself up in a room for three days. And he was Shari Betainas. And they heard he was crying and davening and saying, Tillam. And then he said they could call him back. And they, he, he started again the Yechidus. What happened? He said the Yid came, and he needed a Tikkun for a Shrek Lechazach. It was a very big, a terrible thing he did. Mamish Shaloi, Mamish Really disgusting. Mithla Rebbe said like this, I have a clown. When a Yid comes to me for help, the only way I can help him is if I experience what he went through. The only way I can experience what he went through is if I find something like this in my life. Even if it's not similar, mamish, but epis, bedakos, there's a similarity. This Jew came to me and he shared with me what he did and I couldn't find it in me. So I said to myself, 
But Hashem sent him to me. If Hashem sent him to me, it means I can help him. But the only way I can help him is if I find it in me, but I can't. So that means that it's Rahanelam. It means that it's so concealed inside of me that I have no access to it. So then I realized I have to really go back to the beginning. <laughs> Start a nefesh completely. And he said, after three days of fasting, I, f- I, f- I found it in me. And he called him back and he gave him a tikkun. So what, what's Pshat? It's so a tzaddik alien. It's the son of the Balatanya, the middle of the second Rebbe in Chabad, Rebbeinu What's the Pshat? The Pshat is that you cannot really help somebody if you don't feel them, if you don't experience them. Why not? Amol, Amol, they didn't think so. The, 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 in the world of psychology, they didn't agree with this. They said, why? I listened to you. Fakert. I'm objective. I don't have your problems. Today, already they know that it's not the case. I'll tell you why. The Mittler Rebbe was... Today, already in psychology, they know this. Because real healing comes from empathy. Healing comes from empathy. It's not healing comes because I'm brilliant and I'm telling you advice. Healing comes when I can have bittle and become an empathetic witness for your pain. And that allows you to find within yourself the Eirein Saiv that will heal you. So the biggest avoid of a healer is not what to say. It's to put himself aside and really be able to be there in a non-judgmental way. To be non-judgmental, you have to empathize. To really empathize, you have to experience. To really experience, you have to find it in you. It doesn't mean I'm you. It doesn't mean I did what you did. It doesn't mean I made the same mistakes. But it means <laughs> that I'm struggling with something. And if not, but healing you won't be able to. And educating you won't be able to. And real parenting you won't be able to. Real. It's a very deep opinion. It's a benafsha. And there's people who are limited with this. The problem is not that they're limited. The problem is that they don't know that they're limited. It's not a problem when you're limited with something. Not everybody can do everything. But when I think I'm an expert, right? Huh? Yeah, it's a, it's a big challenge. It's also true with Rabbanim, Rosh Hashivas, Mashpiyim, Fainayidin, Elechayidin. But they don't have a, they don't have a hergish, they don't have experience in this. So you go to a dentist because you have a problem in uh, in your foot. He's a fine dentist, the best dentist in Monsi. As, as good for the tzayna, and he's good for the cup. If a neuroscientist, a cardiologist, a podiatrist, and he's dentist, for backwards and forwards. Huh? It's, a, it's an important Indian. So Dozak bis Hillel, if you're Mu'udavim Abriyas, you'll be able to see Kalanova Chasada. You look at a Bacha, you look at a boy, a girl struggling. If you can't see Kalanova Chasuda, it means that your dvekas with Hashem is missing. It has nothing to do with the boy, nothing to do with the girl. Your own dvekas is missing. If you would be an oizge edelten hashama, if you would be refined, if your ego would be in its right place, then you would look at the person. It doesn't mean the person doesn't have problems. 
Doesn't mean the person doesn't have challenges. Doesn't mean the person didn't make mistakes. Doesn't mean the person is a tzaddik hadar. It doesn't mean the person doesn't need a lot of help. But it means that when you look at the person, you could see their beauty. You could see the gold in them. You could see the zav, kes, the zav tire, miksha zav. You could see it. Dr. Rebbein Lekutayda Baloyzcha says, what's miksha zav? Why do they have to be miksha zav? Take miksha, it's one piece of gold, meklapt. And the part that was on bottom is on top. The top that was on top is on bottom. He says, that's how you have to heal Jews. You have to look at a person and you see all his negativity. He says, that may be you. <laughs> it's mixtures of, it's one piece. And when the menorah got oizgeklapt, my ra went into you and your toiv went into me. So you're taking credit for your goodness. You're judging him for his negativity. He says, really, it's his toiv and your ra. He says, look at the toiv of Allah. He says, relax. You know the Maisa? You don't know the Maisa? It's a long Maisa, but in the Kudus, the Tzanzerov, he made a Shidduch with the Baruch Tam, the Baruch Tam, the Baruch Tom and Frankel made a Shidduch with the Divrechayim for his daughter, Feigeruchel. Right? And uh, the Divrechayim, he had a, he was a, a hiker. He was a hand a hunchback. The Baruch Tam's daughter was uh, When he found out about his mom, he wanted to be Mavatal the Shiddach, but he already made a promise. You never heard the story. I heard this from the sons of Zainakul, Chaim Rubin told me the mice. Told me he heard it from his Baba, who heard it from his Baba, who heard it from her. From Ruchel Faige, Faige Ruchel. Sanzerov's first wife, Zivu Grish. See, the Baruch Tam didn't know what to do. He wanted to kill himself because he made a shidduch. He went to the base Medrash and he spoke to him. He never saw him standing, walking. He just saw him sitting. Anyway, so the Tanzerov came before the Chasana and he told the father-in-law, you could be mevatled the shidduch, it's fine. No kpeid, it's fine. He was a mekech But if you give me permission, I would like to talk to her for a few minutes. And he went in and as my sister there was a mirror. And he told her to go over to the mirror. She went over to the mirror and suddenly she saw that he was standing straight. And she was bent. So, so the Rechaim says, when his neshama came down, and he heard, Bas Ploini Leploini. So he saw that her neshama is going to come down into a goof that's going to be, that's going to have a moon. So he asked Hashem if he could give it to him instead of her. So for him it will be much easier. If it's a sin and it doesn't matter. For her it's going to be more challenging. So Hashem agreed. <laughs> Said, I was born in my body and you were born in your body. So she came out and she said, Mazel tov, he's my chassan. Chaim Rubin told me he heard it from his bubber, from bubber heard it from her. That's the mice. But what's the nekuda? Nekuda is, sometimes what your wife is dealing with is your challenge. She's reflecting it. Huh? You say always. No, it's not always. It's not always. Could be in your case, always, but not everybody. Yeah. The Moirinayim writes in Parshas Vayera, 
was a mensch, was a man is ba'almadis galia, is the vibe ba'almadis kasia. Verstehst? Or fakert. But she's ba'almadis galia, he's ba'almadis kasia. She's just revealing it. In any case, we come to them. Why did I say that? Ah, we could hear about Loischa. So he says, yeah, the Devrechayim was saying. <laughs> you understand? It's not so simple. Sometimes my, my, your mom is my mom. You took it on yourself. And my my Mila is your Mila. I, I, you gave it to me. The man's just So the point is that, you know, in life we need to be much more compassionate and much less judgmental. That's the Bechina. It's easier said than done. This is Avodah Hashem, Adelayada. So Adelayada means you have to be able to trust. If you put away the Yada, Yada is very confusing for people. This one is a philosopher. If you go deeper than the Yada, you'll see, but it's not Yada, it's from the Etzim Nefesh. That's what the Rambam says, Koifun Sunday. I believe there's some cipher somewhere. There's some cipher says that this Rambam was Nizgala on Purim. This Rambam. Matan Taylor's the Gren Kofalem Harkigigis. Purim is Vakibala Yehudimus Asheikhelulasus. Mikan Medor Abaloy Raisa. So Pshat is that Purim was Megala, that the Kofalem of Matan Taylor wasn't a Kofa, it was the truth. It's called kafa only because you don't know who you are. First taste. Huh? It's called kafa. Exodus Taitra says that, but Matan Taita was forced. Kafa lehem harkigigas. By Purim, they finally accepted it. Kimu masha kibul kvar. Vekibul ayyuhudim. So Exodus Taitra says, what's pshat? Not pshat. Purim, they said, yeah. By Matan Taita, they were forced. Pshat is Purim was megala that the kafa of Matan Taita wasn't a kafa. It's because that's who you are. If that's who you are, you could call it forced, but it's not forced. Huh? No. It's been Masbir, some cipher, that this Rambam was this Galam Purim. Hilchus Gedish in Pedic Beis. That Rambam, the famous Rambam. That Rambam was this Galam Purim. No. Purim was Megala, that Rambam. Yeah. The Yisoyed from that Rambam was Purim. You could call it Kafa. If you don't know who you are, you call it Kafa. An example. If somebody's in a marriage, right? The marriage is very challenging. So why are they there? They're forced to be there. But why, are they, why do they call it forced? Because they're broken. So when they're broken, a relationship is so hard for them, so they're forced. The moment they become healthy and they realize who they are, they realize that what they, what, what, what they once called forced was really the best thing for their life. That's what they really wanted. They just couldn't know what they really wanted because they were frightened from themselves. When you're frightened from yourself, you don't know what you really want. When you let a person be themselves, they see what they really want. This is Dvaramamukim, in Hergish, yeah. Verstehst? 
No, okej, okay, wiesz, to... A? Was? Okay, yeah, 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 if I state it, it's good. It's good. It's the beginning of understanding. Asach Bessaya. Lechayim, 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 Lechayim. Speseda? Nobody's disturbing anymore, so they're still. Passage for Purim, as they're still. A rechem is a womb. Empathy is to become a rechem. That's midas harachamim. Compassion is you become a womb. You carry, you contain somebody. A mother doesn't tell the baby how to grow. She creates an environment where the fetus grows. That's what empathy is. That's what we all have to do for each other. People have to stop screaming and judging and this. Create a rechem. That's it you do. Rechem. Midas a rechem. Vayishak Yaakov lerachel vayises koyle vayevuk. Shteitan Tanya pedek mem mem hey. Vayishak Yaakov lerachel vayises koyle. He's moedin midas a rechem. Rachel is the shchina. Knesses is strong. Rachel mevaka al banal. Yaakov didn't have all the solutions, but he could cry with her. First time he met Rachel, that's what he did. Empathy. He didn't tell Rachel. Go to Miron. Go to the Kaisel. Fast Bahab. Fast this. Zera Shimshin. Let in dust. Let this go. That's go. Let Kamiya. Or fast. You go to. 
means real empathy. You don't have to figure it out. You don't have to figure it out. Chayim. an hour here there's another influx of people <laughs> it's only a few people I see Sugar they are, how messed up they are. You're gonna put, you're gonna make the, the, 
all the pieces nice. It usually makes the opposite. We're afraid of empathy. Empathy needs amuna. You have to let go of your ego. You have to trust in God. You have to trust in people. We don't. It's very hard for us. Yeah, it's very hard. And it's hard making space for another person's pain. Now, in most cases, because the reason it makes us uncomfortable is because it reminds us of something in ourselves that's not resolved. So what I'm doing to somebody else, I do to myself. To have empathy for the other person, you first have to have empathy for yourself. Do you understand what I'm saying? I have parts in me that I don't like. So if I scream at you, it's because I'm screaming at me. It's, that's, the, that's the MO, the motus operandi. I scream at you because I scream at me. So first you have to have midas to yourself. Self-compassion is compassion for everything. Doesn't mean you're not you're not saying it's right, it's wrong. You know, it's adalayada. Al Tirabizakh Nakutatayda that midasarachamim is the deepest mid. It says in Kabbalah, Tifares Oila at Pnimi Sakasar. Stachsidis, Stachpurim came and create Nikhsidis. Nikhnasyaya and Yatsa Said Pnimi Satayra. You know the Rebbe touch come Rabbi Shachtal Rabzeri. You know the Rebbe's touch. What happened? Rabbi was Megala, Pnimi Satayda, and Abzeda passed away. It was like an experience that was, you know, you have a real, huh? What some people call the ultimate spiritual trip, right? But this wasn't a small trip. This was a trip of death. It wasn't death of ego. It was the death of ego was so deep that the goof couldn't handle it anymore. It was the bitl, yeah? He says, why didn't it happen to the Abraba? He because Rabbe was Mosh and Rav. He had big Caleb. So even when he, when, when the Neshama was experiencing this light, his vessels were large. But Zayda comes from the word Zayda, Zayda, it says in the mother, small. So the Caleb were not like Rabbe. So come Rabbe, he said, what's come Rabbe? What if he did it when he was sitting? <laughs> Nobody ever killed anybody when they were sitting. Come, Rabbi. Come, Rabbi. The pastors, because he stood up, boom. Come, Rabbi. So he says, Come, Rabbi means Rabbi went to a higher Madrega. Rabbi went beyond what he is usually accustomed to. But for Rabbi, it was a Purim experience. And for the Bzeda, it was a death experience. So with this, the Rebbe Tufkatan Asach Zachin, because everyone struggles. Is the Gemara literal or not literal? If it's literal, it doesn't make sense. I also get drunk. I also got drunk once in my life. I don't kill anybody. Even these, uh, our dear teenagers, our beloved teenagers, they get drunk, but nobody. I mean, Rabbe, Rabbe was a god How drunk do you get to murder somebody? And nobody could stop him. And then the biggest chutzpah is the next year he told him, let's do it again. I said, You're, you, you murder somebody? and he, the whole Gemara, So everybody says it's not Kipshuta. He got sick. But the Gemara is a shachta. The Gemara couldn't find. So the Rebbe Tuvgetan Gaval that it means Kipshuta. But not violent. Not with a knife. It was a spiritual journey. He took him on a... Those who know about spiritual journeys know that the journey can be so profound... Huh? It could kill you. If you don't have the kalim, the neshama is seeing too much. Remember, our neshama is in a guf. We don't see anything. We see 
a fraction of 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 a fraction. And that's also with a billion tzimtzumim. <laughs> the moment the neshama leaves the body, it's all, it's, it's a whole different thing. We, we don't even understand that because everything is through the body. There's moments, people sometimes have glimmers of moments where they could see things and it's, it's all, their life has changed. Enlight, real enlightenment, yeah. Yeah. It's his pastus of God. It's, the soul like almost goes up and it's not defined by all the blockages, right? You could see your subconscious and you could see what's happening in your brain. It's very, very intense, right? Navua, the concept of Navua. What's Navua? It's not crazy. Navua means you have less static and you, you really perceive the divine energy. Yeah. You have, it says in Shulchan Aruch, Simen Sadek Ches, based on the Mishnah and Brach, Chesidim or Yishoyinim, before davening, how you magiyim lispashtus hagashmiz. What they said, what, what they tore open their heart. It was, it was a meditative spiritual experience where they simply, there were no blockages. And it was almost a form of, of death of ego. But they did this not through, uh, not through psychedelics. Not through they did this, they did this in an integrated way. It's, it's, it's noida. Cause that's the tachlis of, the tachlis is to integrate, to be in Caleb. The Balshamtiv writes to his brother-in-law that he had a lias on a shama. And he went to the Hechel Mashiach. Right? So, so what's pshat? So, come rabbe, shacht little the Gemara says, I said before, he drew the Bzeda into that world and Abzeda passed away. Not because he killed him physically. He killed him, but he didn't kill him. He was Megala Pnimiya experiential Pnimiya He didn't say a maima, there was words. It was an experiential chsidus. You never learned that in Yeshiva, experiential. <laughs> Nobody learns that. Nobody learns. Well, the teachers don't know. What do you want from them? <laughs> they teach what they can teach. It was experiential. You experience a lakus to a point where the neshama is like, I'm, I'm done. Not the venaviyu. The rechaim says, not the venaviyu kissed Hashem. The rechaim and parshas achrimos. Lo nimnu miyididus neshikus adevus. The rechaim parshas achrimos. So beautiful rechaim. Abonichnesulapardis. The Bakiva came back. Ben Azai died. I'm done. I'm not. I'm not coming back. Nobody killed him. It's not like you're <laughs> Ben Zayma couldn't come back. He stayed forever in a different world. Elisha Ben Avuya became a Gutapikaitis. That's already deep. That's already deep. I'll turn to Mayim Mayim. Yeah. The Bakiva Nichnas B'Shalom V'Yatsa B'Shalom. Rebakiva went in with a mindset. I once heard from the Rebbe, it says in Enyaqa, Rebakiva, Nichnas B'Shalom V'Yotza B'Shalom. So he asked, Nichnas, everybody did B'Shalom. They all went in together. The Chilik is Yotza B'Shalom. He said, no, it's the mindset. Rebakiva went in differently. They went in for an experience. Rebakiva went in to serve God. It's a big difference. Today also you have. You have people that are busy with experiences. I need experiences. That's not good. Because then you stay with experiences and you lose life. He went in to serve Hashem. He didn't go in for experiences. He went in to do his avoida. You understand? It's very different. Experiences is ego. I want to feel good. I want to know everything. 
Nichnas b'shalom, he went in differently. B'meila yotzer b'shalom. So come rabbi, shachtel rebzeda. He was moishich rebzeda, and he pushed it. His neshama left. And it was a moira de Kenyan because it was his galus alakus, like by Matan Torah, parchon ishmason. We don't say Moshe Rabbeinu was a murderer. He's not a murderer. It was parchon ishmason. They died. The next morning, Rebzeda got up from the Fabrengen. The rabbi got up from the Rebzeda and passed away. The rabbi got up from the Fabrengen and he says, OMG. Sinish the Kavona, the Ebershta doesn't want him in Ganeid. So boy, Rachim, and he brought him back. The next year, put him, Rabbi didn't, didn't feel bad about himself. He went to, he went to the Bzeda and he said, let's do it again. That's Bzeda, let's do it again. Why not? Well, let's do it again. So what did the Bzeda answer? Miracles don't always happen. I remember when the Rebbe said, he said, that's the answer? The Bzeda should have looked at him and said, again? not enough that you stabbed me to death last year, you're going to stab me? Well, again. And let's say miracles would happen. So that's why you should kill me? If, if you, what type of... Oh, so the Pshatis, the Pshatis said, I would love to do it. You think, you, think, you, think I don't want, you think I don't want to see the truth? You think I don't need that? I would love to do it. But it's, it takes a nest to come back. The Neshama doesn't... He says, it's not... You're talking about real people here. They knew that Ruchnius is more real than Gashmius. You know, we look at death, the person is dead, we believe, but by them they knew death is not death. Death is just the Levush changes, that's it. Yaakov in Death is not death. The Reptzodik says, if somebody, if I take off my suit, I didn't die. I took off my suit. So Yaakov Avinu, he took off his suit, he didn't die. <laughs> Consciousness doesn't die. Awareness doesn't die. The suit. You took off a suit. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Chlamet up the vest. Huh? As a bissel. Yeah. So the Bzeda tells the Rabbi, I would love to do it again. It's mighty dick. I would love to. To be able to have an experience where you seal the kus and then a shamakataka go up and see, and then come back down. It's mighty dick. You know what the Bzeda's life was after Purim? Everything was clear. Because once you get that vision, it's transformed. So the Bzeda said, you're right. Once, I remember the Rebbe said, there was, I, was, I, was, I remember the Sikha, it was Shabbos after Purim, Tavshin Memdala. First, and then he was Mamshik, Tazriya, Tazriya. I, I never saw and heard 770 so quiet in my life like when the Rebbe said the Sikha. It's usually a place that you can't, there's no silence there. Even then, it was Hamullah, it was the silence when the Rebbe said this Sikha. He said over the Gemara and he started to ask all the questions. The silence, you can cut the silence with a knife. I, I still see it. The Rebbe said the whole Sikha. It took him a long time. And he said the whole beer. Then he was Mamshu the The silence was, everybody was just like glued. He said it experientially. He didn't say it as a, 
He said it with a, but filled the Indian. He said in the middle, I remember he said, he said that he said that he's going to tell a story to be at Mamchish. And he said he wants to tell a story. He said, I had the Maisa from Polish Chesidim, fucking the Modritzer. And he said, I remember the Zayda from the Heintekam Modritzer, the Modritzer Rebbe. He actually passed away that year. Probably mentioned the Yomayr and for him, I don't know. But the Zayda of the Modritzer, he said he needed surgery. So how full of a fella. He needed surgery because of a serious illness. And he went to Berlin. They said they could give him the surgery and save him. The problem is, it's too painful and he needs anesthesia. But he won't be able to uh, get the anesthesia. He won't survive it. So they can't do the surgery. So the Majitzer said, he's going to compose a nigan. And he's going to sing it. In the middle of the nigan, when they see that he's in a trance, they should do the surgery. The Rebbe said, the the Majitsa composed the nigan. And the Majitsa, they know this is the famous Eila Eskira. So the Majitsa, the Eila Eskira of the Majitsa is a nigan. I think it has 36 stanzas. They sing it in Majits, Yim Kippur, and Yardzeit, Yud Gimel Kislev. Very few people know it. They sing it in Majits twice a year, Yim Kippur, and the Yardzeit. I think it's Yud Gimel Kislev. It has 36 standards. It's a Ligan was guy. It's a three minutes. It's a, yeah, he needed it for surgery. He didn't make a Ligan stamp for, for a chazan. From Alava Malka in Butter Park. And the Rebbe said, Kachava, he sang the Ligan. The doctors saw they did the surgery. And he, he lived afterwards. He was Malach Yama. The Rebbe said that this story brings out a Me'ain of the Nekuda. Yeah. They're doing a surgery. The pain is overwhelming. But he, there was something that took him out, literally, right? No, there was something that where, where he, he was not... Usually the soul is embodied. You, you, you cut my goof. I can't say, oh, it's just a cut in my finger. You know, I have an ashama. Very nice. Before I was born, yeah. But now everything is in the goof, through the goof. You want to see, you need eyes. You want to hear, you need ears. You want to understand something, it's through the brain. If the brain has blockages, it's all it's all going to affect the soul. But there, could there be a moment where... where yeah, or, or parts that open up that weren't open. To be able to, to, to actually experience his neshama, Right? And the goof became like a separate metzias. There was a chiddush dover. Most people, I'm going to sing a nigan. I may like the nigan, but it represents a certain ability. It was it's a certain holiness. So he said the bzeda was very happy what happened. He didn't have tainus. It's a gavaldik inyan. You don't sue somebody who took you on such a journey. You're very thankful. <laughs> you come back for more. Kiyadua. The problem is, he says, once the neshama leaves, it's not so pashat. It's not easy to get a neshama to come down, because this is a hard world. Now when we talk about it, it's hard for us to relate, because the whole sprach, neshama and guf, we don't know. By us, it's just all one challenge. I am who I am. But Edel mentioned, who are sensitive to Ruchnis, no, it's not like that. There's a whole soul that really exists <laughs> before embodiment. Before, there's a soul, it's a soul. 
It's it's a divine soul. It sees it. It sees infinitely. It hears infinitely. It's connected infinitely. And now it has to work through the guf. Yeah. Now the tachlis is you need the tzayre The whole tachlis is to come into the guf and to work with the guf and to work with the nefesh Bahamas and to work with the blockages, not to run away. But when you have a moment of clarity, it's priceless. It's priceless. So the B'zayda said, I'm sorry, I can't do it again. God wants me to be in this world. Sorry. It was good. So the shachta is kipshutai, but it's also not kipshutai. Shachta kipshutai that he died and he shechted him, but it's not with a, knife, with a bloody knife. It was gili pnimi yisatayra. The reason I said this was, but I said, put him, kemerayt nechsidus. <laughs> so the Alter Rebbe says in the Kodotayra, it says in Kabbalah, tiferes oilat pnimi yisakesa. It says Allah in Arizal. Midas ha-tiferes goes up to the deepest places. What's pshat? Midas ha-rachamim is deeper than all the other midas. And that's what empathy is. Chesed, you don't see negativity. It's like blind love. You know, you're crazy about somebody. You're blind, you don't see. It's like parents, their kids can't make mistakes. There's parents, their kids only make mistakes. Because <laughs> it's my kids, so you always make them. And then there's parents. A bacher. There's a of a family, Hasidic community, and he, he left Yiddishkeit, but also extremely, radically. A smart kid. He said, in the olden days, listen to a kid's observation. kid, he's a bachelor. He said, in the olden days, my father would count my Avedas. Everything I did wrong. Today he's counting my mitzvahs. He said, when I was younger, my father counted my Avedas. Today, Heinz Selta meine mitzvahs. And of course, I didn't say this, but I was thinking, you know, maybe if you would have counted your mitzvahs then, you wouldn't be counting your Avedas today. I didn't say anything. But I was in Lakewood for an event, Lava Malka. So Yid came over to me, and he said, uh, he said, he doesn't understand. He travels the world, and he goes into, he's a Litvisha a very fine man, a friend of mine. He goes into Chabad houses all, all over the world. And he sees so many Bali Truvips. People come and they put on tefillin and they daven, and this one starts kashras. So many people, each one in their own way, you know, more or less. They get inspired. And he says, and why? <laughs> With my own kids. It's the opposite. They're not interested. He says, what's the difference? What do they do there that I don't do? Tell me what's the... So I said, I don't know, I don't know what you do, what you don't do, and uh, every case is different. But I'll just tell you one thing that may be on a kud. So the guy comes into a Chabad house, yeah, in India, in California, in New Zealand, in Nepal, in Bangkok, yeah. The guy asks kosher, unfortunately, a hatafilo a tattoo. The girl he's dating, Matsoy Shabbos, is nisht von Anshish Lamaini, and Afilo nisht von Am Yisrael, yeah. Nevelus of Trefus, unfortunately, yeah. Shabbos hit in there. She's a secular Jew. He's hanging out in Nepal. Comes to the Chabad house. 
Chabad Shlich looks at him and says, Shalom Aleichem, Shabbat Shalom. Gives him an aliyah. <laughs> and he says, come, let's put on tefillin. He puts on tefillin with them. And he says, ah, do you know how proud you made Hashem with your tefillin? Ah, unbelievable you put on tefillin. You think he doesn't know what he did yesterday, what he's going to do now? But he takes his mitzvah and he says, it's unbelievable. So the guy comes back next week. Comes back next Shabbos. Hittishim Shabbos, like the tefillin. Sofko Sof, he gets closer to Yiddishkeit in one way or another. With our kids, we do the exact opposite. He's sitting and learning all day. Mitzvah Shabbos, he went out and watched something that's not so appropriate. I caught him texting, whatever. What do I do? Look, wow, what an embarrassment you are to the Jewish people. So the guy over there in India, Nepal, was kefun in the mitzvah. That's what you highlighted. Kalanova chasud. Look what a beautiful person you are. That's what you reinforced. That's what you bring out in him. Positive reinforcement. That's what you focus on. Your kid, you found the evil. You found the one, one thing. Boom! What do I need it for? I'm a disappointment. I'm not going to lie for the rest of my life. So we have to learn about these things. So chesed is blind love. Gvura is judgmental. Gvur is, yeah, it's gvur. Maybe it's good. Sometimes it's good. There's discipline. You've got a punishment. What's the mile of Midas HaRachemim? Midas HaRachemim is a mighty dekinian. It creates space for where the other person is without being naive. And therefore, you could look at the reality. You don't not blind, but without judging. So you don't have the chesodon of chesed, and you don't have the chesodon of gvur. The beauty of chesed is you don't judge, you love. The problem is you're a little naive. The beauty of gvur is you're very honest, you're authentic, and you demand quo, you know, quit per quo. The chesedon is you're in a place of judgment. Midas you look exactly what is, and you don't have to make a judgment call. But it's not easy for people because we love to go, either I'm blind, oh, my, my kid is perfect, my, my, my husband, or... How could you be so chaperado? Midas harachamim, yeah? You're not naive, you see everything, commercial, as is. So there's a temptation, fix, scream, uh, run away, uh, right? Midas just hold it. Just watch it. Just watch it. That's the most healing thing. And that touches Pnemesakas. That touches the Nekudah of Hashem that's be- deeper than character, deeper than identity. There's no ego there. That's what real watching is. Real watching is the Pchin of Edis. Edis in Halacha is not just a reporter, right? Edis is Adin. It's <laughs> Adin. If you have Edis watching from two different windows, all these dinam of Edis, it's not just... it's. It's, a, it's an experience. <laughs> That's how you help people grow in the deepest way. Because everybody's soul knows the truth. <laughs> oh, yeah. Listen, if somebody's in danger, you have to protect the person in danger, obviously. Habal Ashkim 
If I'm going to say, you know, let's do empathy now. Let's do empathy. You know what I mean? Guy is coming to kill people. Unfortunately. Huh? What did you say? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you're very limited. If a kid is running into the street, right? <laughs> you have to hold them back. And say, Let me understand. Let me... Instead, a kid is being violent. He's hurting another kid, bullying another kid. You have to protect. You have to protect the situation. I, I read once a story. It was in the news. It was on a train. But it's very deep. I don't know that you could tell people to do it. There was a guy on a train, and he was uh, he was drunk. He was obviously drunk, or you know, he was lamata menadas. Let's put it that way. I don't want to say adalei lamata menadas. And uh, he starts getting into a fight with somebody, and he says, "Well, you want to start up?" The person like ignores him, and he gets closer and closer, and you know, he's about he's positioning himself. He's still going to punch him. So people. You know, they want to grab him, and it becomes very uncomfortable because he's just starting a fight. They said there was an old man on the train, and he went over to him, and he looked him in the eyes, and he said, tell me, what's really bothering you? But he said it's so calm. He's screaming. The guy didn't budge. He said, tell me, what's bothering you? And after a few times, he looked at him. He was so calm. He calmed his, it's called co-regulation. Uh, polyvagal theory of Stephen Porges. You co-regulate each other. Right? It's really, it's, it's Stephen Porges, a cousin of the Chafetz Chaim. But the, the Nekudas already you have it in Yiddishkeit thousands of years ago. We co-regulate each other. My energy affects your energy. Some cipher writes that uh, Tumas Oil is based on the fact that when two people are under the same roof, they affect each other. So if there's a mace under the oil, it could be a mile. I don't see the mace, I'm coming. Some cipher says it's in Kedusha also, you're under the same tent like a tzaddik, you're davening with a tzaddik, it affects you. I don't even see him, it affects you. Some cipher says this. So what happens is frequencies, it's frequencies, but the Nukud is, why am I, oh, so this man was very calm, and he said that the person started to tell him that he lost his wife, his wife died, and he lost his house, and he lost his money, and he started to sob and sob, and he ended up in the, in the arms of this person sobbing. Now, can everybody do that? Not necessarily. People get too angry and too defensive, and you gotta protect. But it shows you the kayak of Midasarachama. It's not always available to at our disposal. The kayak of Rachamim is I don't turn a blind eye, nothing. I'm not naive. I see everything commercial. That's the beauty of it. And that's why you can go into the lowest places. Because it's not gonna cover up, it's not gonna sugarcoat. On the other hand, I don't I'm not driven to put you in a box and fix you, and tell you how bad you are. I can just contain who you are, what you are, experience it, and be empathetic, and then something happens. What happens? Something we don't expect. 
What happens is the person is allowed to find their own light that they couldn't. And it's a pellet how it happens. Because almost by us containing them, we're the first person to tell them that you're not bad. They don't know that. Every neshama is a chela. Every neshama knows exactly what it needs and what it needs. Every neshama knows. But they don't know that they know because they know their whole life how horrible they are. You're the first person who says, wow, wow, I'm here. So it's almost like you let them see a part that they never saw through you. But that takes a lot of work. You have to be very worked out for that. People don't understand the void of Yechidus, you know, Yechidus, the, the Rabbeim, they had Yechidus. When they would meet people one-to-one, it was a tremendous avoida. Because when the person comes in, you cannot project your own stuff. And who doesn't project their own stuff? I'm in a bad mood. <laughs> I'm not kayak for your issues. Come, let me tell you what to do. Which is normal, but that's not Yechidus. In Lubavitch, when a chassid went to them, it's called Yechidus. Why Yechidus? Well, Yechidus is private, but Yechidus is Yechidus Shabbat The Yechidus of the Rebbe is connecting to the Yechidus of the chassid. Yechidus is the etzem, the core. How do you do that? So first of all, you have to be connected to your own Yechidus. If I'm not connected to my own Yechidus, how am I going to connect to your Yechidus? I'm not connecting to your Yechidus. I'm connecting my insecurities. I'm going to connect to your insecurities. <laughs> So that's Adalayada. Adalayada is a tif avayda. It doesn't just come from drinking a couple of cups of wine. A couple of cups of wine can help a little bit to begin the process. Adalayada is a primiz de kavayda. To let go of yada. Not to lose your mind. It's to let go of your mind. You know the difference, right? Falin in the cup, can and all, everybody could lose their mind. We've seen it tonight. Everybody could lose their mind. You take some stuff and you lose your mind. That's nishkechidish. <laughs> To let go of your mind, ooh. To let go. I don't lose it. I let go of it. Rabbi Moses, is that Maskim? To let go. Let go means, my yada means I have it figured out. I understand. I know. You don't have to know. Empathy, I don't have to know. Yeah? So once in a Purim de Kemayim, the Lubavitch Rebbe said, Hayafa Banashim. Yeah, is the Pshat Yefei Toya, Rachel is Yefas Toya, Yefas Mara. Esther, the Gemara says in Maseches Megillah, Esther, Yerak Roikes Hoysom, Rak Chutzal Chesed Moshechala. The Bederech HaTeva, her face was Yerak Roikes. It was not, uh, it's not appealing. Chutzal Chesed Moshechala. So the Matzev, a Jew is Yefas Toya, Yefas Mara. The Ramachi Varim and the Shasagidim are perfect, beautiful. And then there's no hest upon him. Everything is flowing through the system. 
If the Yafa Banashim is, doesn't know, doesn't know where to go, doesn't know how to heal. So he says, from them is given in Loisedi Ada Loyada. From this became Loisedi to go beyond us. In other words, sometimes the system is completely integrated. From Keser to Moichin to Midis to Machshava Dibur Maisa. The subconscious, the conscious, cognitive, emotional, it's all like a flow, seamless, no blockages. That's where everything is flowing beautifully. I say, say no, no, when it doesn't come through the ICS, there's a bunch of blockages. So now you have to be able to go to Adelayada. Because the Das could be very convoluted. Ah? Huh? Well, das is master, yeah. So therefore, an adlayada means I have to let go. Like, das sometimes tells you this is this is this is how it has to be. This is how it has to be. This is a failure. You have to say it's for it. Say it. I hear you. I hear you. Have compassion. <laughs> no, you're not stuck over there. It's a very liberating moment. When you can do that, it's a very liberating moment. You have das, what marriage is supposed to be like, what your kids are supposed to be like, what your life is supposed to be like, financial situation. We, say, Everything is figured out, but nothing is working. <laughs> so that's a matzah of chayevinish, adalayada, vaklaz in the das, see it. Say, I hear you. You give it a glut. But we don't have to go, we don't have to live there. We don't have to live, we don't have to be defined by that place. Be defined by a place of infinity. Ain't so if anybody knows what I'm talking about or not really. Huh? <laughs> you have to experience these things. You can't talk about them. These are things you can't talk about. Either you can experience it or not. This is this is a musician talking. I should be saying that. This is a musician talking. The pshat is that the pshat that you're not really a musician. Really, you're a neshama mensch. If you need a nigin, you use a nigin. You're not defined by nigin. You hear my compliment? Yeah, the Magad of Ya 
No, there's no words. I was just. <laughs> this nigga doesn't have words. You chose the right nigga. When I spoke about him, that you chose this nigga. I don't know what's the name of it. <laughs> it was once put him at a Fabrengen, I think Topshin Yud Zion, 1957. I heard this from the Biel Khan. I think that was the year before my, I was born. The Rebbe, the Lubavitch Rebbe would speak, and between Sikhs, people would go over constantly and ask, you know, go over, ask for brachas, ask advice. It was nonstop for hours. And uh, 
So it was once it was Purim, and uh, and people were coming over a whole time and asking. So the Rebbe, he looked at the island and he started to talk. And he said, I said, the Emalayar, was the Ebersh to Zok, Tzayidin, once a year, Hashem tells a Jew, I just want to be with you, no, nothing else, just you and me. I'm not malkable, you and me alone, like Boya said, He said, and instead, people come over, and this one is busy with focusing on this detail and focusing on this detail. This one is driven by this aspect and that aspect. And then he said, and this one is asking, as the Nefesh Abahamas, from a red Nefesh Abahamas, it become a white one, because it says, if your sins are red, they're going to become like white. So he wants his Nefesh Abahamas to turn from red to right. He's busy, his animal soul should be like this, like this. He said, one day a year, become one. And he finished. And he started this nigga. <laughs> yeah. In other words, it's 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 an union of of chedos that a person should be able to tikar nafshe be'enov to be able to take your goodness seriously enough that you could tell the other parts. Just give me a few minutes of break. <laughs> Let me celebrate. You have to be able to take your goodness seriously. It says in Tanya, Pedek Lamed Aleph, that sometimes a person has struggles. He says, but your soul should be precious enough that you could celebrate its victory even if Bashas Maisa, there's still problems. Take your neshama seriously. <laughs> He gives a marshal, a child was was in prison for years and benuvel ba'ashpa in a filthy cell. And the child is given an opportunity, the father's given an opportunity to be able to hold his child. You may still need doctor appointments. There may be infections. There may be things we have to look at. Avada, you're going to sue them. You're going to persecute them. It's all important stuff to do. But right now, can you celebrate holding your child? It's a very, very moving marshal. He says that a neshama comes down and there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, but he says it has a moment of teira, of tefillah, of, of a mitzvah. The child is in becheik of Celebrate that. Don't right away say, yeah, but I have this problem, I have that problem, I have that problem. Yeah, okay, I know you have. We all have. The He says that's Pratruva Masim Toivim. Chazal always say Truva Masim Toivim. Because it's Masim Toivim that are there to be Meshivas Hanefesh. Truva Masim Toivim. All Masim Toivim is really an union of Truva. Not Truva repentance for a sin. Truva returning, restoring yourself to who you are. It says Tikar Nafshe Be'enov Loila Arvev Simchis Hanefesh Be'etzvo in Haguf. Part of you has a depression. Say it. Doesn't have to take away from Simchas Hanefesh. 
The Jews left. They escaped. Pari was chasing. So what? Don't you see Mitzrayim because Pari is chasing. So the Pari inside of you is chasing you. It's still Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. He says, when Mashiach comes, there's loy b'menusa te'leichon, loy b'chipozen te'leichon, kiim b'shuvah v'anachas t'vashen, you're going to go calm because Pari won't be chasing you. Not Pari outside, not Pari inside. But even if Pari inside is chasing me, it's still Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. I, Pari, is, is pursuing you. Yeah, he's pursuing me. But I'm running. I'm Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. The Pari inside is chasing you. Just come back, come back, come back. It's still Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. You're a Ganav, you're a lowlife, Kibarach, you ran away, you belong in Mitzrayim, you're an Evid, you're an addict, you're an anxious, depressed loser. Come back, stay a slave. Problem is, when you start making Padre God, so his screaming, that's all there is. Then it's already not Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, then you have to go back. You have to know Padre is Padre, it's all Shrayim. You can have empathy for that too. <laughs> he never thinks he never thinks you're a slave. There's a part of you that thinks you're a slave. Okay, Don't take him so you don't have to worship him. So There's a part of you in you that's screaming, come back. That's really the secret why around Pesach everything has to do with a lot of gnevis. A lot of gne huh? No, no, no. Kibarach Ha'am, and there's the union of uh, there's the union of the Yaakov took the brachas. Kivayachal he stole the brachas the night of Pesach. It says in Rashi, Pirkei Drabelaza, two goats, the two goats. Vayavila Yayin Vayeshd was the Arba Kaisas. It says in Chazal it was Pesach. There's a binding by some people to steal the Afikayma. It's not every, it's not everybody's minig, but it's a minig by a Sachidin. Why? What's the Indian? The Indian is that there's a part of you that screams, Bistaganev, you're going to eat Afikaiman. Bistaganev, you stole it, give it back. You have the brachas, give them back, you stole it, you're a Ganev. Pare screams, you're a Ganev, you ran away, you're an Evid. Come back, slave. So you have to say, Shrai Ganev, you could scream, I'm fine, I have empathy for you too. There was a guy asked me before, he says, he says, why didn't you get insulted from this uh, boy screaming at you? So I said, what should have I gotten insulted? He said, he was insulting you. I said, this is insulting. I said, I felt bad. Right. So, big deal. Fine, what was Vais Pada? What do you want from him? This is whole life, that's what he thinks. They say for somebody who sees the whole world as hammers, everything else looks like nails. So what do you want from Pada? That's the only language he knows. <laughs> if he's a hammer, you're a nail, right? If I'm a hammer, what do I see? I don't see a bottle of water. I see a nail. Nail, 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 nail. You understand? Pari is a hammer. So he sees nails. Was Wilstafana. Somebody would have told Pari that there's more than being a hammer. He would have also been a little more normal. So you can have Midas Arachemim. But don't, uh, 
Don't go back. Don't go back. So that's the begin of Tikar Nafshe Be'enav. To be able to celebrate moments of ecstasy, moments of oneness, even if there's other moments. Ayi Davent. Take your Neshama seriously. The Ben HaMelech came up. It's a beautiful moment. Ayid does a mitzvah. It's a beautiful moment. Ayid davent, Ayid lenent. I, before there's something after. Okay, fine. So that's, we'll deal with it, but what, what do you, we don't have to take it. People delegitimize everything. It's nothing worth, nothing worth, nothing worth. That's Paris Tainet, nothing worth. It is worth. Okay, I know who's calling you. Was macht der Shamash? The great section of a sicken? Huh? Chayim, Chayim. I see every few minutes there's a new delegation here. We're coming off Maidev. Ah. The Rebbe, I'm so from every Fabrengen, the Rebbe would say, Divas Dafa Machina Bracha Chreina, Von Zicher, Von Mestama Machina Bracha Chreina. Whoever has to make a bracha, whoever has to make. So once, so he asked why he says it. I mean, if people make a bracha, they should make a bracha chreina. So he once saw in a sefer that the Ramah had a minig. The Ramah was the love of Krakow. The Ramah had a minig that Mitzoy put him, he would get dressed up like a beggar, and he would go from house to house, and he would remind everybody the Davin Maidev. Because the Suda, you know, people get tipsy and they get tired, and people forgot the Davin Maidev. So the Ramo was the Rav of Krakow, he felt responsible. But he didn't want to go in and insult, you know, the Rav is coming. Uh, it's not. So he would go as a beggar, you know, beggars come to the Suda's, he would go in, and as he would say, Maidev, he would remind everybody the Davin Maidev. So the Rebbe said, if the Ramah can do it, can I have to do it? I bring it to remind everybody. The Ramah, it's like Anton, it's like Gainsa the Heiser, the Ramah, the Rav from Krakow, the Ramah, call Yisrael Yoytzim, Yisrael Yoytzim, Biyad Ramah, Biyad Ramah, the Shalsa Tshubah Shalom Meshav says, some Seifah, Shalsa Tshubah Shalom Meshav, Biyad Ramah is Biyad Ramah. So it can pass for the Ramah to go tell people the Dava Meinev. Huh? Yeah, he wanted people shouldn't forget Maidev because put him, it's very easy. So because of that, the Rebbe, every Fabreng, and at the end, he would remind people to make a bracha. <laughs> I don't think ever, I don't remember every Fabreng with that. It's what he said. Yeah, no, he didn't say make. There's those who have to make, well, for sure make a bracha. It was just a reminder, like the Ramah. But it's an interesting thing. Chaim, 
So when I'm all put him, once put him, and if I bring in put him tafshin chay, tafshin yud ches. So the Rebbe said over what he heard from his father-in-law, the Rebbe Ayatz also put him in a fabreng. A maisa about a chassid of the Balatanya. The story is that there was a yid, and he was considered a pashita person. He was a simple person, a very erlich yid, a yideshamayim. But in terms of knowledge or understanding, he was considered simple to the point that he said then that in the hard places of davening, he didn't even understand the pirush hamilus. The shveda, you know, the harder places in davening, he couldn't understand the words. He can barely read them, but he didn't. He had a poor understanding in a lot of the Pirush Amilis. And yet, despite that, he used to daven with a tremendous arichis. He would daven for a very long time and with tremendous passion, Islavos. And not just Shachris, Minchem Ayrev, and not just Shabbos and Yomtev, or Yomtev, or Rishonim, Yom Kippur, but literally every single day. And this went on for decades. So the Rebbe said that they asked him, Chassidim asked him, where does this passion for davening come from? Mele, you have a yid. He's a maskil, he's a talmud chacham, he's a maven, a fashtet inyanim, he's mechavim. But he was a very pashta person. And on the other hand, he said, sometimes a person does it, that's fake. They do it more to impress others or even to impress themselves. People do that too. They want to impress themselves. <laughs> It's a little harder, but if you work on it, you can get there. You impress yourself. But he said, they saw when he davened, none of it was fake. It was absolutely genuine. So they asked him, where, where does he get this from? What is he davening with? What is this? Huh? So the Yid answered, and the Rebbe said over his Lushen, he said, Ich weiß nicht. I don't know. Ich weiß nur, was ich habe von Rebbe. Ich weiß nicht. I don't know. You're asking me. But I do know what I heard from the Rebbe, referring to the Alter Rebbe, the Balatanya. That he once heard a word from the Alter Rebbe, this Jew. The Alter Rebbe said, Zacher v'shamer b'dibur echot. What does it mean, the Pashtas? Pashtas, it means that in Pashtas Yisrael, Moshe said, Zachar is him a Shabbos Lakatshe. Pashtas Veschan and Moshe said, Shamar is him a Shabbos Lakatshe. The question is, which one is correct? Which one did Hashem say in the Aseris Adibris? Because it's a contradiction. So Chazal say that Shamar Vezachar, but Dibur Echad is Shmiyano Kelam Yuchad. Hashem Echad, like it says in the Chadaydi, but already before in Mechilta it says, Zachar Veshamar, but Dibur Echad, which means. Hashem said Zachar and Shomer as one word. Taka, we don't know what that means because how do you say it as one word? But he said it as one word. So he said Zachar and he said Shomer and it's one word. Zachar v'sham b'dibarachat. Yishmiyano keilam yuchat. That's B'Pashtos. Al-Terebbe said a taich in this, this Loshon of Chazal and this Jew said, Ich weiss nicht, ich weiss was ich gehört von Rebbe. Al-Terebbe said, and this was the Rebbe's Loshon when he said it over from Al-Terebbe, Zachar v'shamer b'dibur echad. In yedin dibur, in yedin dibur, un in yedin davar, in yedin zach, daf men gedenken 
und hitten dem Echod. Bedibur refers to every word. Dibur also refers to everything. In Lashon Kodesh, Dover means a thing. Daber, Dover. Dibur means a word, and it's also a thing, Dover. Right? By Dabr Alakim is called Hadvaremele, Yashli Dovarelecha, but Kachas Adover, Dover means a thing. Why is that? Because in Lashon Kodesh, we understand that everything is really a word. Shahakol Niya, Bidvare, Bidvar Hashem, Shamayim Nasu, Basodom Amaris, Nivra Oilam. Every Dover is really a Dibur. Everything is really the Dvar Hashem, which is Mechaya or Mahava or Mechaim. It brings, it gives it existence. In the olden days, it was an Indian of Amun. It was faith. Chazal said it. They know what they're talking about. Today, they don't even have to take it on faith because every living organism, at the core of every cell, you have what's called the genome with the code of the DNA which is the blueprint of the entire organism. And DNA is defined as Isis. It's like a computer program. It works as a program of Isis, sequences, letters. And it's a fascinating thing. And if you change the sequence of DNA, you change the whole person. The difference between me and a banana is 50% of DNA, 50% we share. The difference between me and a chimpanzee or a baboon, is 98.8% is the same. So it's mamash a fraction that makes the difference. Mamash. The difference between one person and another person, they have identical DNA, 99.9%. Fraction, that difference makes the difference in you and me. What's that bishvili? Tiny fraction of DNA. But that's that's the imprint of Hashem that makes you you. So when it says the tzirufim of Isis, it's not a small thing. You make a little tziruf, you put one letter before another letter, it's a whole different organism. So there's a lot of katan. The whole Shamayim and Eretz is built from this. So in Lashon Kodesh, a dover is a dibur. It's not two separate things. That's why it's the same word. Everything is really a word. Matter is really divine consciousness. Ashalachim. Comes down to Rebbe and says, usually Zacher and Shamra are two words, but Hashem said them as one. So, Bidibur, in every Dibur, in every word, and in everything, there's an Echad. There's an Achtos, there's the oneness of it. The oneness is the Pshat, the Koyach HaPoyal Benifel. The Elokus of it, the godliness of it, keeps it together. And it's the Koyach HaPoyal in the Nifel, that's the Echad, the Hashem Echad, that is at the core of the thing. In jedem Dover, in jedem Zach, in jedem Dibur, in every word, darf man gedenken und hitten dem Echad. You have to remember and protect the Echad. If you don't protect it, the Echad is still there, but you could lose touch with it. You lose touch with the Echad of it. What does it mean you lose touch with the Echad of it? In words or things, you get distracted by cover-ups of the echad. So the Alter Rebbe said, you have to protect. Your job is to protect the echad and to remember it. This is what he heard from the Alter Rebbe. So the Rebbe said, 
Ha da yid gedaven 40 yar. Zuntik und montik und dinstik. Mittwoch, Donnerstag. Freitag, Shabbos. 40 years he daven with us. He didn't need more. <laughs> he was toughest than a kud. He heard the echad. <laughs> he heard in the dibur the echad. But you hear what he was toughest. What's the gedavan for Because really that's everything. Ganz Yiddishkeit is in that word. Ganz Chassidus is in that word. It's all there. In everything there's an echad. In you there's an echad. In you. In your child there's an echad. In your student there's an echad. In every cup of water there's an echad. In every word there's an echad. The difference between a life of oneness, a life of alignment, a life of emes, a life of dvekus, and a life of of chaos, of anxiety, of of disassociation, of fragmentation. The difference is, if I could remember and watch and protect the echad, you have to protect the echad. You have to protect the echad in yourself. You're also a dover. <laughs> you have to protect, you're almost like mamas, you have to watch it. Because it's so easy, so easy to lose the echad. So easy to lose the echad. You get distracted. That's what distractions are. I lose the echad. So zacher v'shamer b'dibur echad. Hold on to it. And you have to remember, it's not just shamer, protect it. But I've gedenken the echad. He takes a cup of voices. Baruch atah shamer l'keinu malach ha'elam. Shahakoyl niya b'dvare. The Rebbe wants tarch that says in Prikayavas. So it's a funny thing. If I plagiarize, it's no, no. If I say over in your name, maybe go to So he touched al pipnimius. If you identify in everything, shame oimre, the one who says it. Baruch sha'omar. You say something, you identify in every dover, shame oimrei, the alakus of it. Maybe go'ula la'olam. Olam comes from the word helam, concealment. You liberate the world from its, from its concealment. You emancipate the world from the helam, from the blockages. Because you identify in every nekuda, in every moment, in every experience, in every person, in every word, in every word, you, you protect the echad. You protect the echad of the word. Zachar v'shamer. This chassid, he heard this word from the Alter Rebbe. Forty years he davened with us. Zuntik, montik, dinstik, mitvach. And the other days. He didn't need more. Because the truth is, yeah, like they used to say by Chassidim, b'maimer echad yachali hibaris. With one maimer, come and b'shafavera. You need one maimer, and you could be created. Meken machen a mensh. To understand one, you sometimes have to learn a thousand. But ein vort, if you toifus the echad, in halacha you have mayon metahir b'cholshu. If you go to the mikveh and make shamim and assist, you need memsa. But if you're toivel in a mayan, a living spring, a culture was enough. Now, you have to get your body in. So that's going to be a challenge. But whatever the shear is, even a culture was fine. Theoretically, 
If you have something that's tiny, it's fine. You don't need memsa. Why? Because if it's a mayan, if it's mechubah to the source, a kosher was fine. Or to put it differently, if you have the echad, right, one dibur is fine. Dibur echad is echad. <laughs> dibur echad is echad. In a person's life, you know, it really means it's so easy to lose touch of the echad in everything. The echad in yourself, the echad in a person, the echad in a dover. And the echad is the Hashem echad, the Nekudus Ha'achdus. The Koyach Ha'poyel Benifel, the Koyach Ha'lekiyah, the Dvar Hashem. The true core of it, the true reality of it. I could lose it in myself, I could lose it in another person. To be able to go to that space. And that space is a place of echad, of oneness. There's harmony. There's harmony between you and you. There's harmony between you and somebody else. It's not a place of entanglement in machshavas, all types of thoughts. It's a place of oneness, cosmic oneness. To hold on to that. He didn't want to let go of the echot in anything. It's very painful to lose it. It's painful to lose it because we become scattered, we become fragmented, we become alienated. So you see one 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 word, how word could be Mechaya Mesim. So what does it mean in our life? (laughs) So in our life it means obviously every person in their own way but I think one aspect of it is that in any moment of your day, you can always ask the question, what I, and l- listen to this, because I think it's very moving. It's very meaningful. You can ask yourself, b- before I say the next word, the words that are now going to come out of my mouth, the next dibur, is it going to bring me closer to the echad, or is it going to take me away from the echad? Is it going to bring me closer to my own echad? Is it going to bring me closer to the echad in the person who I'm speaking to? Is it going to bring me closer to the echad in the world? Or it's going to take me away from it? This is two things. You have to remember it and you have to protect it. 
remember it, because you need to remember there's an echad there. There's something to protect. Before you protect something, you have to know there's something to protect. The only thing that's worse than losing something that's valuable is not knowing that you lost something that was valuable. It's like today's world with sneers, modesty, especially by women, men also. It's not that people lost their modesty. That's a tragedy. A bigger tragedy is they don't know that they lost anything. They don't know there was something to lose. So the Magad of Mizrich says, Ma is the bitl of the neshama, kayach ma. Ezo shaita ma'abed ma. Everyone is given a ma. Va'ata Yisrael, ma Hashem alakech Hashem me'emach. Ma is begematria odam, memhei kayach ma is chachma. Ma'abed ma shenoistamayim. There's losing something. You lost your wallet, you lost your keys, you lost your phone, you're panicking. But at least you know you lost something. What if I don't know I lost something? It's even worse. So before there could be shamer, there has to be zacher. <laughs> you have to know, now make sure you protect it. Don't let it go. But before my next word to my wife, to my child, to my husband, to my son, to my daughter, to my student, to a stranger, Guy in shul, whatever it is, am I gonna am I gonna lose the echad? Is it bringing me closer to it, or is it taking me away from it? Same is true with everything I'm involved in: I'm drinking a cup of water, to eating a salad or a piece of chicken, I'm dealing with uh, sales on the telephone, or uh, you know, dealing with a client or a customer, whatever it is. In every nikuda. Al-Tarebbe says, remember this an echot, and then watch it. Don't, don't let it slip out. Don't let it slip away. With Al-Tarebbe, Tarezi, he happened against the Kudaf and Avaida. Dibur echot. Can't say it much better than that. And it's not an akud of Musr. It's not like if you don't, we'll punish you. Schar mitzvah mitzvah, schar aveda aveda, right? The worst punishment of the aveda is the aveda. <laughs> the greatest schar of the mitzvah is the mitzvah. The levyasan is echagotazach, but the greatest schar is the mitzvah. When he says, what's the schar if you have a good marriage? She'll do your laundry. Uh, supper will be good. Uh, yeah, supper will be good, hopefully. The greatest schar for a good marriage is good marriage. <laughs> right? The, the shviga will be happy with you. Okay, shviga will be happy with you. Shviga is happy is an important thing. Schar mitzvah mitzvah. Meken shlof banach. That was from you. So what? Ah, it's an of Musa. You're going to lose the echad. You're going to get punished. So once you know there's an echad, you're not, you're not going to protect it. <laughs> what the father always feels is first up later to protect his child, precious child. Who's not? Who's going, who's going to protect it if not you? They've hidden the echad. 
when I'm in a place of anger, when I'm in a place of guilt, when I'm in a place of self-shame, when I'm in a place of judgment, I lose the echad. I'm now in a different frequency. I'm in the frequency of Vashti. It says in Al-Tarebbe, Zemayim, Vashti is Melosh and Shtei. Duality, Shtayim. Achashverish is Acher is Vireish is Shaloit. Achtos, Hoya Hoya Vashti is Melosh and Shtei. Split. Duality. So you have to choose the world of Vashti or the Nisht. The word from the Balsham to the Hafla de Kavort. It's brought in Eir Hameyev from the Wolf of Jitome in, in Megillah Sester. Shemdu said, What's the Nakud of the first Pedic of Megillah Sester? It's the not Negea to put him. He could just start over. Even Mechashwerish, he got upset at his wife. Uh, he said, Baruch Shapatrani. And he needed a new queen. If they know, we can buy them with Memuchin, with Vashti. She comes, she doesn't. What's Vilsto? I mean, it's not Negea to the Mysa. So Vadash got protest, Vashti got rid of He needed a new queen. Esther became the queen. What's Negea exactly? How? The Balshamtov says that that's the Nakuda of the story. Why? The Gemara says in Megillah that uh, when Achashverish asked Vashti to come, he wanted she should come without clothes. Problem was that she grew a tzaras or another shit. She grew a leprosy. So she was embarrassed. So she didn't come. So he. She was a mother, she, 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 he got rid of her. Bashamtav says every every Maisa has a pipshat, Dremes Drushan Sait. So he says every Vashti has a moment when the king summons her. Khashvedish, Acharis, Videsh Shaloi, or the Gemara says Melech is a Kadesh The Melech Malchem Lochem summons Vashti. Vashti is the Kayacha Klippa, Shtai. It creates a duality, a split. It's not Echot. The king summons Vashti, I want to see you. So Vashti says, no problem. I'm going to put on my gown. I have a beautiful dress, and I'll show up. The Indian of Klippa, the word Klippa means a shell, a husk. Why is it called a shell? Because it's always covering something. What allows Klippa to live is it covers some truth. Something is covered. If all the garments, if all the clippers were removed, clipper wouldn't be able to live. Why do we call clipper clipper? Clipper, clippers, clippers, it's a funny mystical term. It's a very, very sophisticated term. Clipper means it exists because it covers, it blocks. If everything was exposed, if you would see the whole MS as is, it wouldn't have a kayak. Because it covers over certain truths, it can thrive. The more it covers, the more it can thrive. The thicker the covering, the more the blockage, the more it has chiyus. The moment it gets exposed completely, it dissipates. Because its whole power is that it covers up. It's like a Ponzi scheme. It's like a company that doesn't really exist. It exists on books. The whole Kayach made of Ponzi scheme. What was its Kayach? Cover up. If all the books were open to every investor, what would happen? It's over, nothing. It's over. The whole Kayach was, nobody knew. In other words, there was a lie. What was communism based on? A lie. Animal farm. If everybody knows the truth, there's nothing left. Kedusha is the opposite. Kedusha is based on MS. In other words, you could open it up. Open it up here. Look at the books. Look. <laughs> look, look at everything. It's real. It's not fake. Every Indian in Clipper is based on a cover up. There's no Indian. And it goes very deep. Because let's say I have an emotion. 
Is that emotion from Klippur or Gdusha? You have to ask one question. Is this emotion coming because there's a cover-up? Is there a cover-up? Maybe a cover-up of who you really are. Maybe a cover-up of what you really need. Then it's an in of clip. B'meila. B'meila. Says the Baal Shem Tev. Hashem calls out to Vashti and he says, I want to see you. Vashti says, I have beautiful clothes. He says, no, 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 no. I want to see you without clothes. So what happens to Vashti? She dies. Vashti says, it's not that she was killed. The moment you ask Klippa to take off all the Begadim, there's nothing left. Vashti disappeared. The ganze Vashti is in Greisalavush. The moment in Emstavek, what is there? Emes. In Emes, I don't exist. He says, that's the whole Nekut of Purim. The Hester, the whole Koyach HaKlippe is, it covers up. In under the Vete, it blocks the Echad. It blocks the Echad. So it has Koyach. The more it blocks the Echad, the more powerful it is. It has big muscles. But there comes a point in life that the Melech, Malchi Amlochim, summons everybody. Every Vashti has her turn. Vizak the Megillah. So the Alter Rebbe says in Torah, the name of Atoshet, Atosef, ah, Vayoshet, Vayishta Melech Leaster. That Naida is referring to every Nisham as a Pchinus Nukvis, like a Kala of Hashem. Every Naida has its turn. Love Ela Melech. If they come with Shem and Amor, but they've come with Psamim, he's Maidech over there in the Maimer. Mizos Olam and Amidbar, Kesimrus Ashon. Mikuteres, ah, ah, levoyne v'chol efkas roichel. What the goes through the pasuk showing how every neshama could come up. The moyde de kemaimer, oshon mikuteres moyde levoyne efkas roichel. So bagia turn night of a night. Everyone has their turn. Vashti has her turn. You are gonna have to show yourself. But then I can't come with clothes. With a tuxedo, or a nice hat, or a nice bekesh, or a nice tie, whatever it is. That's the physical of Mela. But I can't come with psychological of either. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Miyato. Oh. Clipper can't answer it. No atta. <laughs> the whole atta is based on a fake. It's based on a cover-up. And then Vashti, thin air, there's nothing left. It's interesting. It doesn't say in the Megillah that Achashvedish killed her. You would think, huh? It's a Shiloh. It doesn't say clearly. Ashaloi Savoy. What, what? She went on vacation for 20 years. Yeah, it's almost like Stalin. He bumped you off the road, but nobody knew. She went on a cruise. She's still on a cruise. Now, it's not like the Megillah is afraid of the word killing. Later you have, It doesn't stop over there. Just say, he killed Vashti. doesn't say that. He made a gzeda, she shouldn't come. Where shouldn't she come? Not so possible. 
Alpida Bashem to his word is a geschmack. He didn't have to kill her, she just disappeared. <laughs> there was nobody to kill. You could kill a Metzias. Clip it on Levushim, Mazushka Metzias. What are you going to kill? It's Heder. It's like what happens to darkness when you put on the light? What happens? You don't have to kill the darkness. Ma'at oil automatically, Nitcha Memela, Zishtetan Tanya, it doesn't have a competition. So that's what clip is. In all of our lives, we have a lot of things that are all based on cover-ups. Machshavas, the Buddha, Maisim, Taivas, personality stuff, dispositions, characters. Those cover-ups could be very, very subconscious and very deep, but it doesn't have a koyach amiti. That's how you do a shapcha. The moment I could reveal that all of this is based on certain things that were covered up in me, so what's your koyach? Your koyach is en a cover-up. So come, I want to see you without. And then slowly, Vashti doesn't let, let go of her clothes so easily. She fights back. The Gemara says in Megillah that she sent the Cheshvedish a lot of insulting comments. <coughs> She's not just, Klippa is not just, it's going to fight back. It's going to protect itself. The protectors of Klippa are very powerful. A lot of bodyguards. And it's fine. Vashti, I get it. Let's see more. Let's see more. Let's see more. At some point, boom. Thus is put him. <coughs> Esther is a different Hester. <laughs> Esther is the Avamisoteris. Some things are concealed because they're afraid of exposure. You understand? If you're going to expose me, there's nothing there. Esther is Fakert. But it is the Pchin in that sense of Haster Aster. Haster Aster, the Kerech HaKlippa. So the Mele, Zohar V'Shomer B'Dibur Echot, is really on a Kudim Purim. Because it's to be Megala, the Pnimiyas, the Emes. And when you Megala it, it's Ved V'Napechu. That's his Hapcha. V'Napechu. Vashti is Nishtoza Vashti. L'chaim, 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 l'chaim. Ah? Yeah. Yeah. Esther can take over. Kashahoysa ba'amna itoy. Divas dafa machina bracha chreina. Dozicha machina bracha chreina. Fena freyle chayar. Hashem should give everybody the energy and the stamina to be able to integrate Adel into our daily lives, be able to integrate the Kamar Abba Shachtel into our daily lives, that the Nichnes Yayin Yotzeh shouldn't be in an oifen of Yitzias and Hashama Chas V'Shalom, but it should be Oydes Bekelem, Oydes Detoyu, Bekelem Detikun, huh? Bekelem Detikun. Rabbi and Abzeda together, the Katnus and the Gadlos Tzaman, and in each of our lives, we should be able to take the, the pnimiyas, the atzmiyas, the simcha of Purim, and bring it into our lives, our families, our hearts, our homes. Come, Rabbi. Shabbos after Purim. Wasn't recorded. Shabbos after Purim. Edited, but not, no, no. 
I'm telling you, I never heard 770 so quiet in my whole life. I grew up there. It was just, everybody was, Memusmar, in Hebrew they say Memusmar. When you're nailed, you're nailed, mess like, ugh. usually there was noise, there was always such a big gun, the thousands of people, you know, you have kids, you have this, you have, everyone was just, there was, the Shinovah. The Shinovah of, and Shalom, the Shalom, Echratagana. I don't know if he saw the Devichask. Could be he did, I don't know. Omashach. He told the story of the Majitsa. I said, the, the story of the Majitsa, he said, he got a surgery in Berlin in the middle of the Nigan. He also told the story that the Alter Rebbe was a Chavrusa with Rebbe Avram Amalach. And once they saw the Alter Rebbe eating a bagel with butter. They never saw a bagel mit putus. They asked him what. He put butter on the bagel. So the Alter Rebbe said that after the learning with the, the Bavrama Malach, he felt that he's going to have Kloisa Nefesh. He's not going to survive. So he needed something very Kashmir's dick to keep him down. So he ate a bagel with butter. So the Rebbe said, why didn't the Bavrama Malach have that issue? He said, because the Bavrama Malach, he got a Malach. He got a Malach. He lived in a Hechel uh, <laughs> 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 He says in Torah er, that a whole year, not one Jew had a machshevus chutz. Because Betzem, if you if you would say you're not a Yehudi, you would be saved. So, but he said, so when I taught the Maimon, yeah. So somebody asked, how does the Alter Rebbe know that a whole year no Jew had a machshevus chutz? Even if you were there, I know everybody's machshev in this room. A whole year. And every Jew in the whole world, you know, mainly he says, they all stay Jewish, okay, even that, we don't know. But he, he says, like, nobody had a machsheves chutz. How did he know? How did he know nobody had a machsheves chutz? Chfreg. Ayid asked me, but he's a scientist. He's asked me. So I told him, Alebeves. Huh? Reb is Rosh Bnei Yisrael. The brain knows everything. Yeah? If you get a little, if I give you a little cut here on your nail, so how does the brain know? If it's a brain, it knows. If it's not, if it doesn't know, it's Nishkin brain, or you're very sick. Yeah? Somebody stubs you on the toe. How does the head know? The waist. A Rosh knows. The filth. Because he says it in the mind, my mother. It doesn't say in, if it says in Madrish Mela. It says in Gemara Statenisht. We don't have a record of Jews converting. This is Emes. But Machshev is Chutz. We waste. The Santa Zach.
The Rebbe used to say over this very always put him, he said it over a lot. The Sichas, he would all quote this Lashen from Alter Rebbe, that there was no Machsheves Chutz a whole year, very often. I never saw, maybe he did, Davzucha. The Chiddush is, Alter Rebbe says that if they, could, if they would have not been Yehudim, they would, they would be saved. It's not like by the Holocaust. By the Holocaust, it was not Negeia. You could say you're becoming a Christian. It wasn't a gay. You're a Jew, you're a Jew. But according to this, the Holocaust was much worse because by Haman, you could say you're not a Yehudi and then you were saved. That's what Alter Rebbe says. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.